Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that we come with a one-up in vulnerable save. <laughs> wow. That's scary. <laughs> well, that's tough. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt, and joining me as always, a guy so inspiring that when he speaks, Warhammer YouTubers, take note. It's Cameron. Apparently. Good Lord. I don't know what happened for like the span of two or three days there. That was weird. That got strange, <laughs> didn't it? That was a very weird uh, moment. Well, especially yeah. for you. Um, do you want to tell yeah. people what I'm talking about? <laughs> if they've not um, yeah, watched so it. A- as, you'll, as you'll discover later on in our news section. Hey, Abaddon's back, everyone. Yay, whoop, Abaddon. Whoop. Woo. Uh, and it looks great and it looks wonderful. And he and Gilliman's models are like a perfect pair. As in they sort of really mirror each other. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Swords in the opposite hands, gauntlets in the opposite hands, one's looking down, one's looking up slightly, etc., etc. Uh, and part of me went, they're gonna kill Dante. Abaddon's <laughs> gonna kill Dante, it'll be a recreation of Horus killing Sanguinius, and then the Emperor showing up to beat him down, but Gilliman will be too late, and Abaddon will get away. And then suddenly everyone really liked that idea, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, who knows if it'll happen. Maybe it'll happen with Manis Kalgar instead. Oh, that'd be very mean of them to Primaris him and then immediately have him ground into the Abaddon, <laughs> but you never know. Um, but, yeah, no, it really took off. Uh, Kirioth picked up on it, uh, and then it went around. I'm sure I wasn't the only person having the initial ideas of Kirioth and Valrak and a whole bunch of other people talking about it. I'm like, this is too much. I was yeah. just yelling into the void, and the void yelled back. That was that was weird. Us getting well, you, us as a podcast and yourself getting yeah. name dropped on Kirioth's YouTube channel. That was quite yeah. surreal. Really, you said my name. Uh. I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> With an asterisk in the Warhammer community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so hey, if you're listening to us from that whole set of weird, unfortunate events, uh, hi, welcome everyone. Yeah. Uh, if you're not. Hi, is normal. Welcome. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. Yeah. yeah. What, what are you doing? Why are you still here? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to us talk about Warhammer still. <laughs> but no, that was a very surreal. I mean, it was lovely. I mean, fair fair mm. play to him for, you know, taking that idea and, and you know, talking about it on his channel. And obviously, oh, yeah. it got a lot of conversation. He brought, he brought a lot to it as well. Yeah, he did. There's a lot of more interesting ideas springing out of all of that. So, yeah. We'll see where it goes before next month, hopefully. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> And yeah, and talking of, you know, people that have discovered this podcast from that video potentially or have been sticking around with us for a good while, again, welcome. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you like what we do, we, you know, you can go on to iTunes, give us a five star review if you feel we deserve it. Um, <laughs> you know, it always gets the show out there, et cetera, et cetera. You can support us on coffee.com as well. The link will be mm-hmm. in the description if you want to help us out. Again, anything, any contributions, et cetera, will go towards, you know, the, the show and upkeep mm-hmm. and battle tomes and codexes, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Uh, social media wise, we're on the lovely twitter.com. That's our sort of main <laughs> way of communicating with the outside world, apart from this show, obviously. So you mm. can find us on there at Realm and Ruin. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Realm and Ruin as well. You've got our glorious, fantastic, uh, super ascendant discord server <laughs> that keeps getting bigger and bigger so yeah if you mm. want to join us and talk about warhammer and meet a lovely group of people then get on it again link will be in the uh, description of this show and uh yeah that's the the usual sort of admin oh actually one last thing i will say because i'll get it in there now before i forget uh so next episode so obviously not this one next one in you know a couple of weeks time that will be our robbie mcniven 
interview episode that we mm. spoke about yeah. last show that when we interviewed him a few weeks ago because basically mm. i'm gonna be on a week's break which sort of be the time when we're recording and so i'm not really in position to record so nicely we've got that one yeah. in reserve ready to <laughs> unleash <laughs> upon the world where we spoke with robbie and it, again i know we're repeating ourselves but it was a fantastic interview with him he's a oh, really yeah. great lad it was awesome. so it's definitely <laughs> worth checking out so again just to get in that in there now again a couple of weeks time mm-hmm. that'll be our episode uh, for that cool right but yeah. before we get ahead of ourselves let's talk about this episode <laughs> so this episode what we're we gonna be talking about right we'll crack on as always with our hobby stuff what we've been buying painting reading etc uh then we're getting stuck into the news it's a quite a juicy news section we've got mm. some nice yes really cool warhammer related things to talk about um <laughs> and then in the main law topic time uh we're going to cover something we promised a while ago i think it was last year sometime when we covered yeah. the eldar war in heaven but we said at one day what someday in the future we were going to cover the necron version of the war in heaven so that's what we'll be doing a bit later <laughs> and then at the end there will be a discussion topic where we're basically going to say in the uh, aos universe uh, which realm would we like to see an epic battle in and obviously explain our reasons as well yeah yeah exciting times ahead as always cameron but before we get there let's talk about our hobby stuff and yeah. what have you been doing in the last few weeks, mate? All right. I've been doing uh, bits and bobs here and there. Uh, I've been fluctuating between uh, my Age of Sigma stuff and my 40K stuff. Cool. Uh, so first off, I started doing my Seekers slash Melisai for my Host of Slash slash Daughters of Cain um, com- uh, army conversion thingamajig that's ongoing. And I definitely won't have it all painted by the end of the month. So I'm not going <laughs> to make that goal, but hopefully i have it all built by then. Um so these are basically the the Melisai, the Medusas, like the the snake bodied ladies. Uh, but I'm giving them demonette heads and shields from the uh, what's it from the uh, Sisters of Slaughter kit yep. as well because Seekers are the Slanesh. Oh no, not Seekers, Hellstriders. What am I saying? <laughs> Hellstriders. Um, I'm giving them the shields from the Sisters of Slaughter because uh, Hellstriders get. Chaos Rune Shields for 5-up Ignore Model Wounds, which is always good. So mm-hmm. might as well make sure that's modeled on there. Uh, they are obviously going to have the spears, because the Melisai kit spears are beautiful. They're wonderful. Um, they're a bit smaller than I thought they'd be, all things considered, like the models as a whole. Uh, so I'll probably... They're, they're on bases now, but I'll probably snip them off and put them like on little high-rises, and also put them on oval bases rather than circle bases. Good call. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty happy with them. Uh, one of them I gave them the Witch Elf banner, uh, because the reason you take Hellstriders is because they can get a standard bearer option for every enemy within six inches gets negative one to hit, which <laughs> is really, really good. Um, <laughs> especially if I pair it up with put it on the, put them near the Keeper of Secrets, give the Keeper of Secrets the minus one to hit Warlord trait, give him the, uh, the relic from Shaman for minus one to hit in melee. I'm like, uh, just neck three to hit monster. You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> it'll be, I'll, I'll look, if I ever actually pull off that combo, I'll probably be very feeling, feeling very bad about it. Um, but good but, at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah. At the same time, I was like, I've got to keep our secrets. You, you, you can't hit. <laughs> He's just running. What? You have a four plus hit? No, mate. <laughs> no good. Although I think an Age of Sigma six has always hit. Can't remember. Uh, I would have Ooh, to double check the big rules. I can't remember now. Actually, I know. Yeah. I know. In, I know. In forty k sixes don't always hit. Yeah. But I think Age of Sigma they might. Um, I should know that. Sorry. You know when you love a bit of a, yeah, a mind yeah, yeah. blank. That yeah. Oh, I can't remember mm-hmm. now. Yeah, we'll look it up in a minute. 
We'll have to look it up, yeah. Because uh, uh, otherwise, I'll do. I'll still do it, but I'll just be <laughs> less less guilty about doing it. Um, yeah, so I, I really like the way they look. They are coming together well, and I, f- I feel they're good enough for cavalry. Um, because they're a mortals unit, not a demon unit, when I paint them, they won't have the illusory painting, so I'll just paint them like they're big snake mutants, which, fair, that fits Hellstride as well enough. Um, the fiends I talked about getting last episode have arrived. And Yay! Oh, that kid is beautiful. Like, <laughs> it is really interesting how they fit together to hide all the seams and things. It's because, uh, you know, they have a lot of, like, the bondage cord. Um, yeah. yeah. Your ears. Uh, they're covered in bondage gear. Um, <laughs> most of the, most of the time, the seam will fit just under one of the ropes so that the rope hides it as part of, like, the, uh, the digging into the flesh of the rope going taut over it, which is really interesting. So, there's it's a beautiful kit there are a few options which is good because i took a spare claw and a spare head and i grafted them onto my keeper of secrets slash avatar of kane um because it didn't look quite slaneshi enough so now it has <laughs> now it has a sword and a claw which is what it needs to have to be able to represent a keeper of secrets and the head is not just this weird mask thing now it's the fiend head with the long snout and the long tongue coming out uh i think it looks pretty good i have to figure out how to actually attach the claw on because it needs like a full arm attached because it'd be really short otherwise have this tiny little short arm um it wouldn't look very graceful (laughs) um but yeah no uh it's looking up i have no idea what i could double up the fiends as for uh daughters of cain so they may stick them they may be stuck in just the host of slanesh uh, version of the army Um, ready for some attention hopefully this year Yeah, ready for attention yeah hopefully Ooh. I mean, they got better <laughs> rules uh, when they true, came out in Wrath and Rapture for Age of Sigma, so yeah. Um, then I got... Now, we're going to discuss more in the news, but something, something big was revealed recently. It, kept, it gave me the Dark Mechanicus bug. Um, <laughs> kept getting bit. Mm, what about that is? <laughs> felt, felt, felt a little scratching in the back of my brain going, do it. Do it now. Um, <laughs> to add to all the other voices. <laughs> yeah, that all the various other voices rampaging around in there. Like Papa Nurgle, I haven't, I haven't got chance for you in here. There's too, mu- no. <laughs> too, too much The dark room. omniscient is calling. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I still have a whole ton of Skatari bits left over from building my Imperial Guard kill team. Uh, so I picked up... In this order, I picked up the easy-to-build Glaive Wraith Stalkers, and I did some conversions, and then I picked up the Cairn Wraith plastic kit as well, and did a conversion with that. Uh, so now I have five Dark Mechanicus. Uh, I really, really like them. One of them has the, the sort of like the Pope head from the Tech Priest Dominus. Yeah. Or it's got the big, tall, conical hat, um, and instead of holding up a rusty glaive, which is what a Glaive Wraith, great, yeah, 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 yeah. Glaive Wraith Stalker has, thanks Games Workshop. Because um, it could be a Grave Wraith, that also makes sense, but no, it's a mm. Glaive Wraith. Yeah. Uh, he has he has the uh, the Arc Prod, so he's got basically a stick with a big <laughs> with a big zapper on the end, um, and he's got the mechanical arm with the auto pistol, and he's also the one that's like reaching out with this very thin, sickly looking hand, so... I really, I really like how they've come together because it's really easy to just transplant mechanical bits onto them, and then they look just ragged and like thin. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I imagine all their robes are like hiding anti grav units and things like that. And honestly, no, no clue what these would be in in a game, but they look really cool. They were really cheap to do because both those kits are, you know, like twenty ish dollars. They're mm-hmm. really really cheap. I already had all the extra bits I put on them. I didn't buy anything just for bits. 
Um, and I'm really happy with them. Like, the, the Can Wraith has, like, a Skitari Ranger head under the cowl and has part of a backpack to fill in some of the hollow in the chest so it looks mm-hmm. like he's this big hanging power unit and then he's got the got the scythe up still because the scythe is cool but then he's pointing with a mechanical hand and things like that <laughs> um that my favorite my favorite is the one where instead of giving it a head i took the scanner from the omnispecs uh in the skitari kit and turned that into the head because it has like three lenses and a little radio antenna so it's Moving forwards, I gave him a rifle instead of the spear, so he's got one of the one of the ranger rifles, and it just looks like it's weird because it makes it look like it's just this super long sinewy thing hidden by the robes, which I'm really quite fond of. Um, at some point, I'll green stuff a whole bunch of cabling and put them all over them to just like fill them out just a little more. But nice. if nothing, if nothing else, this will <clears throat> be a fun little art project. I have no idea what they would ever be in terms of like say a kill team or an actual <laughs> army or anything. Um, they, they have given me the itch because there's a kill team I've always wanted to run, which is four lictors and nothing else. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've spoken in the past, I believe, about wanting to do a Dark Mechanicus army with Tyranid rules. Yes. Part have, of me yeah. goes, yeah, do, do, do the lictor kill team, but make them like Dark Mechanicus stalkers. Yeah. Have them like hanging from the ceilings with big scything blades and things like that. It'd be really cool. So we'll see. We'll see if I ever come up with anything of that because it, it'd be fun to do a series of four really in-depth, fairly large conversions like that, of kit bashes like that. Uh, so we'll see. Keep. I'll keep you all posted on that. Uh, <laughs> see if that bears any fruit. Uh, in the meantime, um, just today, relating to kill team, uh, Erin and I started building her Harlequins kill yeah, team. Yeah, I saw. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so Very we've nice. got we've got a couple of players ready. We've got the leader with a fusion pistol and an embrace ready, and we've got the scout with a, an embrace and a neuro disruptor mm-hmm. ready. Very cool. Uh, and that's two. That's two out of the six. Uh, she's really enjoying it. She's been having fun. It was. It's very, it's very fulfilling <laughs> to share <laughs> <I bet laughs> to is, share yeah. that with um yeah. yeah share that with a partner is like. This is, this is really nice. We're sitting around, we're chatting. I'm helping her learn the ropes of, you know, cutting things off the sprues and how to like clean them up without digging great awful chunks out of the models. And <sighs> yeah, yeah. fortunately, <laughs> yeah. fortunately, she, she has stated several times, I understand these are my very first models. I want them to look perfect. I know they're not going to. And I'm like, that's a very good attitude. Good. Never lose that attitude. Yeah. Don't, don't lose that. Otherwise you'll F everything up for yourself in terms of. Uh, motivation because <laughs> I've been down that road I've got, yeah and oh, I'm going to be talking perfect. about that shortly yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh hey I'm I did one tournament last year I'm doing another one this year this is Whoop. my one tournament for the year Ooh. nice yeah, one, one's a, one a year yeah, <laughs> yeah. One, pace one a yourself. year <laughs> yeah pace yeah. myself um and this is going to be a really weird one actually so this is at my local games workshop it's one the manager cooked up himself Oh, cool. um, it is a it is for 40k it's a 1000 point game uh you are allowed to bring only one detachment it has to be from a single codex so no souping within that one detachment uh you have to bring a supreme command detachment with no lords <laughs> of war and one yeah. elite choice <laughs> so the idea is it's five hqs and an elite choice duking Amazing. it out um yeah it's going to be because it's going to be such small armies like my army is going to be 11 models um <laughs> It's going to be on a two by four board and it's going to use slightly modified chapter approved missions. Um, from, from the previews, it looks like there's going to be a focus on, uh, keeping track of warlord kills and specifically if your warlord took out other warlords and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've doubled down. I've written my list. 
Let me get my list up, actually, so I know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> let's Prepared see. Challenge in advance. Yeah. Prepared. Yeah. Yes. Load the roster. There we go. Uh, so my five HQs are a Chaos Lord with a Bale Sword and a Combi Melter. Yep. A Demon Prince with two Talons and Wings. A Demon Prince with Sword, Talons, and a Plague Spear. A Lord of Contagion with a Plague Reaper, which is the big three damage axe. Uh, he is going to be the Warlord. He's going to have Arch, Contamin- Arch Contaminator and the Helmet that increases auras by three inches. Nice. Uh, and then the final HQ is a Sorcerer on a Palanquin of Nurgle, uh, partly because he can get me the Chaos Space Marine Psychic Powers, and I want Death <laughs> when people are going to nice. be bringing Good nothing tactic. but HQs. Uh, I want to be able to get past invulnerable saves. Um, and then my one mandatory elite choice is... Six Death Shroud Terminators. Because, <laughs> yes. Um, Bring in the now, bad it's boys. Interesting. It's interesting because on a point per point basis, the six Death Shroud plus the Lord of Contagion have the same number of wounds as Mortarian, slightly better saves than Mortarian because they're two plus armor, four plus invulnerable. Mortarian's three plus armor, four plus invulnerable. Mm. They both yeah. have Disgusting Resilient. They're a lot slower and they don't have the plasma pistol that shoots a beam, uh, but they do have seven hand flamers. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Amazing. And yeah, no, so my it, my idea is if we have to try and keep our warlord alive while doing a genuine objective-based mission, why not make my warlord basically more tiring even if I'm not actually allowed to take a lord of war <laughs> yeah. by, just, uh, by just beefing him up with six death shroud? Um <laughs> <laughs> That's a very but chaos thing to do. Bend the rules, yeah, exactly. not bending the rules, but you know, just yeah. technicality and all that. Well, look for the equivalent points. I could have just taken more time. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just let me take him? Um, no. So yeah, no. It's going to be interesting. Like they're they're really good in close combat, but they have to get there. So I'm considering deep striking the whole block of seven in on the second turn, basically to hope. But they're on such a small board. Maybe they can just deploy really far forward and hoof it. We'll never, we'll never know. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to try and get some practice games in with some of the other guys who are doing it. Um, I was tossing up between Blightlord Terminators and Death Shroud Terminators. Blightlords would have been easier to get ready, but Death Shroud are much more protective. And what finally, what finally tossed it for me is some guys bringing five tank commanders. <laughs> oh, oh, I so, see. Yeah. yeah, so I need to be able to, like, in melee, bust a Lehman Russ per turn. <laughs> <laughs> And with, with Death Rail, that's like 19 strength 8 AP neg 3 D3 damage attacks, re-rolling all wounds, um, <laughs> hitting on threes. So I, I feel they'll be, they'll be good for basically charging straight down the center and taking out the enemy wall. We'll see how this goes. Uh, the but demon I think that sounds amazing. And everything. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be lots of fun. So I've ordered up two boxes of Death Rail. They'll hopefully <laughs> be here this week. Um, also, if I'd taken Blight Lords, I would have had to paint one more model, and clearly that's not acceptable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, now, in terms of getting ready for the tournament, yes, I've ordered six Death Rail Terminators. I have finished painting up my Chaos Lord, who has been magnetized all to hell, because uh, oh, he's yeah, the yeah. point filler. Uh, so he's only got the Bale Sword and the Combi Melter options magneti- uh, fully painted, but like the rest of the arms will be easy enough to paint up, but he's complete. He looks really good. I'm really happy with him. Um, the Demon Prince with Wings I've made out of my miscast Morgul is nearly ready for paint. There's just a few more details I've got to sculpt on there, and then he'll be getting painted. I have built, and I'm halfway through painting, a Sorcerer on Palanquin, by which I meant I took a whole bunch of spare, um, 
what are they called? The plague bearers on rot flies. Uh, oh, plague blight- drones. Uh, yeah. Plague yeah. drones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. was going to say blight um, drones, but is it? No, yeah. no. No, it's plague drones. Yeah. Yep. This is, all these things sound the same. Um, <laughs> so, because I got the Nurgle start collecting kit ages back, but I never built those because they're not super good unless you take a ton of them and there were only three in the box. Um, so I've got a bunch of spare parts. So I took like a head. Some, I cut up a few of the legs to make shorter legs. I took the wings and I've basically turned the wings into a flat back. So it looks like a big crawling cockroach fly, but with its wings flat. And then the sorcerer, which is one of the ones I kit bashed out of a Blight King from Age of Sigma, can sit flat on its back, basically. Um, and then I've done the base. It has to be on a longer base, one of the bigger oval ones. Uh, and it's just got a little clutch of nurglings running around under it for safety. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've started painting all that. So I've done, like, the wings on the palanquin bug thing. I've done most of the basic blocking in for the sorcerer. And the nurglings were really fun because I've done them as, a, I believe it was Red Shadow said on the Discord, I've done them in all the colors of Nurgle's rainbow. Uh, <laughs> Oh, what a lovely sounding so, event oh, yeah. to see that would be. It's beautiful. <laughs> I've got, just check my photos. What have I got? I've got a bright green one, a brown one, a khaki green one, a flesh-toned one, a red one, a purple one, and a super light ghostly yellowy green one. They're all running around, uh, which I believe is actually, five. I think it's six Nurgles. It's not seven, unfortunately. I missed, <laughs> oh. I missed one Nurgling. Um, if I can find my uh, little Nurgling wearing a helmet, maybe I'll stick him on there. But he deserves <laughs> his own entire model, he obviously. Does, so maybe does, not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's me getting ready for that. Uh, it's on the thirteenth. So next episode that we actually record, because the in two weeks it'll be Robbie's episode. Then two weeks after that will be our next proper episode. Yep. I'll be doing the tournament that day, so I'll come from oh, there straight to the hot, recording hot off the uh, steaming press hot off the presses and I'll, I'll let you all know how i did uh feel free <laughs> to yell at me about how i made bad decisions not doing seven blight lords instead but yeah it's fine it's done it's done it's whatever um <laughs> uh and then i did some reading uh i read ashes of prospero uh which aaron got me a while back and that was really really good i really enjoyed that one um, this black Gav Thorpe. It's about the space wolves going back to Prospero mm-hmm. uh, after. Yeah, no, it's after the Great Rift, I believe. Actually, it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because like one of their head librarians gets a little bit of a Thousand Sun Sorcerer stuck in his head, so has to go get rid of that issue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not something you want to go to the doctor about. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, he he went he went to like a uh, Ulfric the Slayer, like the head rune uh wolf priest i was like what are you yeah. doing he'll just kill you he'll yeah, stop that. it <laughs> god and like he he's only in that for like 10 pages or something just for like that scene but he is written so menacingly i'm like god i like this guy <laughs> like, it's just like he's a priest he's here he's got his helmet off and he just looks like he's he, he's angry that he's sitting here meditating not killing something i'm like <laughs> angry old man yes yeah, very good um I read The Buried Dagger, which is the last book in uh, mm. the Horus Heresy series leading up to Siege of Terror. Uh, God, that is such a good book. Like, I, I think you've been reading it as well. Uh, not yet. I'm Not yet. 
I'm well. I'm, I'm jumping the gun a bit, obviously on my yeah, hobby yeah, stuff. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to read Garrow Weapon of Fate first because ah, I was choice. reading yeah. an interview with James Swallow. Obviously, is the author of mm. the Berry Dagger, yeah. and it and he was asked, "What would you recommend? You know, reading before you get stuck into the Berry Dagger if you've not obviously read." every single heresy book so he said the main one to read apart from flight of the eisenstein is uh garrow weapon of fate so i've Mm. so on my week off coming up soon that i mentioned earlier (laughs) i'm gonna read garrow weapon of fate and then i'm gonna excellent read berry dagger there the berry dagger yeah you are gonna really enjoy this i feel because I had uh, I had a lot of emotions by the end of that book. Actually, it was really intense. <laughs> it was really, really, really good. Like uh, it covers a surprisingly large amount. It's not purely about the Death Guard. They are mm. sort of interspersed with another story uh, involving Garrow, obviously yep. going yep. going on in there. There's a bunch of really good stuff. I won't spoil it, but man, good stuff. Really looking forward to it. Um, I read City of Lifestone, uh, the Warhammer Adventures kids book for oh, yes. uh, Age of Sigma. Yeah. And mm. it, was, it was actually pretty good. Like, it's very clearly written for a younger audience. Like, it doesn't use yeah. a bunch of complicated words. And whenever someone swings a sword, it seems to be blunt. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like they waved the blunt sword and like, uh, I mean, they are scathing. They might not maintain their things properly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was actually quite good. I'm quite oh, good. interested because it is. Yeah, it's the first of, like, a trilogy. They both seem to be, both of these Warhammer Adventure books that are coming out over the course of this year. So the next one will be in May, and then I believe the one after that is, like, August. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's the same for the 40K side of things. Um, it was enjoyable. It was... If you if you don't like reading stuff written for younger audiences, don't read it, obviously. If you're put off by, like, more simplistic dialogue and simplistic motivations for characters and stuff, you're not going to find, like, the super deep... <laughs> This is this is what Corfairon and Lorgar and all that was up to, <laughs> kind of <laughs> lore deep stuff here. But it's interesting. It fun. It's fun. It goes along at a fair clip, uh, and I I like the kids. It's interesting because this feels very genuine for Age of Sigma that it would be this sort of ragtag band of hopeful adventurers, which is effectively what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, no, it's good. Um, I apparently because the audiobook is done by Billy Piper. Apparently, she does the best Skaven voice anyone's oh, ever heard. So amazing. I kind of want to yeah. get the audiobook as well, just to hear that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also I did also pick up uh, Attack of the Necron, which my tweet autocorrected to Attack of the Necromunda. I'm very I sorry, love that. That is Scott. brilliant. Uh, I'm very sorry, Kavan. Your your reply was a little <laughs> seemed a little flat. I'm like, I hope I didn't insult you by my typo. Um, <laughs> But He's like, I'm, you spoiled really the sequel. Look- yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to reading that one as well, because it's this, this a fun little read I did, like, over a lunch break. It was good. Mm. Um, cool. I also picked up Talon of Horus, which I haven't read yet, but oh, give it, given the news... you treat. Given the news, good time to pick it up, I feel. Um, Very much so. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. You, will, you will love that book, and... Black Legion, because mm. you'll, cause you'll yeah. get Black Legion as well, obviously, because oh, yeah. you can't not. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and along with picking up uh, Talon of Horus, I also got given one of the Black Library Celebration 2019, like, mini books, anthologies, oh, yeah. stories. Thing, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, which I thought I'd missed out on those, but apparently the store had a few left in the back uh, that weren't given out of the initial weekend. Uh, I, sh- on a- I should buy a Severina Rain Mini sometime. They're still sitting there, and I'm like, oh, they're so good looking. Are um, they still available? Are they? In your yeah, they still got a, they still got a oh, couple okay. left in my store. Oh, okay. I guess people just didn't didn't just snap them up, and I might I might pick one up later if they're still available. See, um, but I've read a couple of short stories from that. It's really good. 
Um, the one was about Malkador the Sigilite, uh, playing effectively Mega Ultra 4D chess with the Emperor to help him plan out a strategy for the Siege of Terror. <laughs> like, because the idea is, like, the Emperor has this, this persona called Revelation that he wears, and sometimes Malkador interacts with it to... They're playing a form of chess, but there are twenty. There are twenty pieces. They get ten each, which represent the primarchs, which is interesting because it means the two lost primarchs are still in play, to some degree. Which I don't know if that's yeah. a greater implication thing, because you know all, all the Horus Heresy stuff is like all the all the lost primarchs are already lost. They're gone. But then, like this, this short story is like, but they're still in play somehow, and I don't know how. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, and it's, it's like, apparently they've done this game time and time and time again, and it's never changed, and every, even when, like, Malkador takes on the role of the Emperor, and, or whether he takes on the role of the War Master as Commander of the Forces, it never changes, the plan and plots always work out the same way, uh, but then in this one something changes, and it's the revelation that, you know, what's gonna happen, Sanguinius is going to have to be killed, the Emperor is gonna have to kill Horus, etc, etc, that's the, that's the big reveal at the end of that (laughs) short story, but, like, it's fun and interesting, and it's got a lot of allegory because the pieces are named metaphorically. They're not; they're, it's not like oh, I play okay. Alpharius in attack position. It's like you know, this one is the twins, and then the emperor's like, "But if you make that move, I make this one." It pulls out a card, and the twins split, and one goes to the imperial side, and one goes to the war master's side, and that's what happened. I guess is Alpharius was on one side, Omegon was on the other, and then the emperor's like, and then Malkador makes a move, and the emperor's like. If you make this move, the problem is this, and then both the twins end up on the War Master's side, and that destroys the whole game. So it's like, you get to see a little insight into how things are being balanced out to make sure everything just doesn't go to crap immediately during the heresy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, it, it was interesting to look at and try and compare the moves being made to ones I know from the series and things like that, so it's worth reading. Um, and the other one I've read so far is like Mortarion goes on a little psychic mind adventure in Nurgle's garden, which was quite nice, actually. Nice. Yep. He's like, you know, I, I don't know what I was doing, but I'm here naked in Nurgle's garden now. I actually feel all right. I don't feel bad about this. I feel kind of satisfied. <laughs> and he, he, he got, he, he got his like five minutes of the world. Maybe the world isn't totally awful. Uh, and then Nurgle <laughs> gave him a gift. Um, and yeah, et cetera. <laughs> no, that's really good. I'm really looking forward to reading the rest of them because I know there's mm. one by Chris Rate in there about the Death Guard as well. Oh, and, he, uh, and he's always good science. with those. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll get back to all of you in like a month's time on the rest of those little short stories. Because <laughs> if you can, I feel if you can get your hands on it because it's free, it's a gem. Because um, just just ask if they have any left. Because yeah, they have some left. You well. should definitely get yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and I think. Oh wait, no. I told you, I. I I did buy a very expensive book. Yeah, I was waiting for this. <laughs> um, to be fair, I say a very expensive book. I got it for about a third of the price I'd get it from anywhere else. Uh, big shout out to Meskorov uh, off Twitter and now in our Discord. You're mm-hmm. a lovely lad. Thank you. Uh, I can't wait for it to show up and read it and talk about it on the show. Uh, spoilers, it's the Liber Chaotica, I believe, the complete edition. Ooh, very, very <laughs> cool. <laughs> would have been much less expensive, but shipping things to Australia was about half the cost. Uh, do you know, I, I went because obviously I was because obviously you mm. were communicating with him on our Twitter, yeah, and obviously yeah. I get to see it as well. Obviously, I was you know I'm not 
I'm not prying, but obviously I naturally no, can't, no. you know, I can't not see them, <laughs> the messages between each other. And then when I saw the postages, I was like, oh God, I just, I just, oh, yeah. I, I, I had a minute like that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm not surprised because obviously, I mean, our very first competition winner, uh, mm. was a, it was in, it was obviously in Australia. So I had to yeah, post yeah. the AOS core book and that was, mm. Uh, very expensive you know yeah, for the for yeah. what you're sending basically so yeah i'm oh, not surprised yeah. australia is really way out there but again even with the almost full full price of the thing being the shipping it is so much significantly cheaper than anywhere else i could find yeah. it in yeah, any it condition on the internet like i mean it's like the cheapest i found was like 300 us dollars for one with no cover and i'm like no <laughs> God, no that's awful no. god no <laughs> not spending so, that no he, he agreed to sell it on at a very reasonable price because he's selling it to a fellow fan and presumably wants to hear me talk about it on the show. So I will do so as soon as it yeah. comes to me. Hopefully, we'll be here I, within the next week or two. Oh, I'm I think to be I think to be <laughs> fair as well. I think from the bits I've seen, I think he's you wants the money also to buy models as well. Mm. You know, I think he's raising yes. the funds to obviously for his hobby side, oh, yeah. which is good as well. You know, reinvesting it back into the hobby, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's. It's community, and I'm glad to be a part of this community because <laughs> this is a book I've always wanted, but I'd sort of resign myself to never being able to find for anything approaching a reasonable price. <laughs> and this this is in the approaching reasonable price. It would have been a very reasonable price if shipping was free, but unfortunately, I don't live next door to him. So no, <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been I would have been okay, but no, not yourself, no, unfortunately. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. uh, and I think that was more or less me for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. So tell right. tell us your tales, Matthew. Tell us a tale of monsters <laughs> and oh no, so there's something else. No, um, no something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, t- two things I wanted to, before I move on to my stuff. Mm. Um, just to talk about the AOS rule thing. Yes, you, you do hit and wound naturally on sixes. Oh, good. Okay. Um, I, I don't that. feel I totally just, awful doing that then. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's, it's unmodified natural yeah, sixes. Yeah. Uh, so cool. yeah, I I knew that. I just I'm I'm sleep deprived due to yeah baby yeah. daughter so, <laughs> so, so but i'm, I'm, I'm all clear to wait them into stormcast and watch them bounce off <laughs> with their six plus to hit <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other thing i was gonna say when you were talking about your dark mechanicum um i've been mm. reading or just finished reading titan death which has mm. elements of that and yeah it's it's really cool you're talking about the fact that they're sort of you can see them on the on the on the 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 night haunt in the sense that they're all mm. sort of uh disheveled and you don't know yeah. what's going under those robes and that sort of hinted at in titan death and and maybe other certain novels where you know they've got like rotting teeth mm. and things like you know yeah. they're just sort of just not not in a great shape you know from a no, uh, no. from the flesh point of view so no that's quite appropriate actually <laughs> excellent right i'm glad um, i'm on the right track you are <laughs> and without even knowing it yeah, <laughs> uh right yeah what have i been up to well i um i better talk about the thing that i've been talking about mm. on discord in the last couple yes. of days because you know and anyone that obviously listens to this show regularly knows that my hobby side is very slow it's very mm. frustrating at times and i've sort of i hit a bit of a real frustrating point that in the last couple of weeks um and it sort of came to a head the other day uh basically i've uh built as you know i've been slowly starting to build some of my stormcast just building mm. and ready to start priming and, and painting them later down the line and i sort of took this approach in the last sort of week or so i thought right okay i've got a box of five evocators i want to build i'm you know i've got i've got a lot of other commitments 
like we all do, busy adults, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I yeah. thought, right, what I'll do is I'll break it down to one a day. You know, so I know it's like, mm. I know for, for some people may think, well, that's nothing, but you know, when you again, when you're a bit deprived for for time, you know, at least go right. I've built this model. Right, it's only taken me, you know, ten fifteen minutes. I've you know, I've prepped it. I've you know, filed it. I've done everything right, and then you do that the next night, and then you know, Monday to Friday, you've you know, you spent a quarter of an hour every night, but then you've built your squad in like. Oh, great. You know, mm. so you, you know, in my head, I was thinking, right, that'll make a lot of progress. And then, unfortunately, the other night, um, through absolutely no fault of her own, my mm. wife damaged them. Uh, they were unfortunately left yeah. on the dining table because that's the only real space I've got to build them on. Mm. And mm. yeah, she, she accidentally, you know, sort of tossed something onto the table, you know, just because yeah. unfortunately our dining table has a habit of being a bit of a dumping ground. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately it broke a lot of the weapons off some of them. And Ooh. and to be fair to her, she didn't even know she'd done it until I spotted, you know, it wasn't even one of those where she even realized it. Mm. So, yeah. And uh, you know, that's just the way it is, you know, and that's yeah. uh, accidents happen. Um, I think it, it, for me, I was frustrated, not again, I'll categorically say I wasn't frustrated <laughs> at her at all. No. I'm, I was frustrated the fact that I'm like, oh, I just never seem to get anywhere with the hobby side of things. And I think where my frustration comes, and again, I'm without going into too much mm. sort of personal detail, um, I've, you know, I've got a lot of stress going on yeah. in life in general. Uh, again, some obvious stuff like I'm, you know, a relatively new father. Unfortunately, my daughter's got a, a lifelong condition, which is under control. But again, it adds additional stress and, you know, just, just other, you know, mm. stuff I can't mm. really, you know, I don't want to go into detail about. But I find that it is dramatically impacting the hobby side of things because yeah. I, I'm one of those people where if I, I'm, I have to not go in stressed. Yeah. to do yeah. hobby i mean and, and that's the same for a lot of people uh, i know some people are probably listening and think well doing hobby stuff is a way of relieving stress and I, I i am like that as well but i can't go in stressed and mm. then hope it will you know i will get less stressed as the the hobby yeah. you know as i continue i'm actually more likely to get more stressed because what i have a habit of doing is i go in stress because of other things but oh i must get those evocators done i must get that done you go in and then you start making mistakes you start mm. you know uh, damaging them or you know uh, you know nicking them in in uh, you know with the, the hobby knife in the wrong place or you know you know, just little things you think oh for god or you start painting them and you're like oh no i've i've mucked that up and it, it's one of those sort of situations where i you know i'm just getting more and more frustrated and yeah. and obviously because m- models are expensive you don't want to you know, you don't want to waste them. You don't want to break them. You don't want to, you know, etc. So I, I, you know, so, you know, I had a chat with, you know, some of the great people on our Discord the other night, and I've sort of basically come to the decision that for an unspecified amount of time, <laughs> I'm going to take a hobby hiatus. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not leaving anything to do with the podcast <laughs> or anything like that. I just, I, I'm just talking purely from a building and painting point of view. Yeah. I'm just yeah. not going to do any of that for, you know, X amount of time. You know, I'm, I'm talking at least a couple of months, maybe a little bit longer. I don't, I don't know exactly. Just, I think what I need to do is just unstress in other ways, uh, outside, you know, out, in, in life and then go get back into it. Like, you know, reset myself again, again, same models that I've got, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to start again with, you know, start another army. I'm going to stick with the ones that I've already got. It's just, I'm going to just park them for a couple Mm. of months at least and just, you know, get, get, get stuff sorted and then get back into it. And, uh, you know, and I'm hoping there's pro people listening that may 
empathize with that a bit as well because i think people sometimes get into that situation which you were sort of hinting at earlier where you get frustrated and i, I think from my mm. from my perspective that's what it is it's pure frustration where yeah. i know i'm i can get this done but i'm not getting it done i know you know i'm no i'm i'm decent at building them i know i'm a, a semi-decent painter in the past and i'm not you know I, i'm getting frustrated at myself for not yeah. Yeah. getting to the level that i think i should be doing and the, i think i shouldn't get frustrated because ultimately uh I, I you know i'm at that sort of stage in life where it is harder to do these things um you know i mm. you know I'm, I'm married i've got a, a stressful you know job i've got again i'm you know I've, i'm a father now so you know just these things and i'm sure again i'm sure there's people listening that are in the same situation it's sometimes you think oh, i just can't you know i can't i can't achieve what i want to achieve and yeah. so I think, like I said, I'll, I'll pause it. So again, so really from going forward, the sort of the only real difference is obviously on this show, I'll be the same because obviously most of the time when I'm talking about the hobby stuff, I'm talking about what I've been reading most of the time anyway. <laughs> so that'll, that'll carry on. Like I said, I'm not, I'm going to carry on as always with reading and, and things that again, it's purely just the, the model side of it. So, and I think hopefully it'll just take a bit of less, pre- you know, it'll take a bit of pressure off myself, you know, in the sense where I'm not like, you know what? I, no, I don't need to get that done so I can talk mm. about them on the show yeah. because yeah. I'm not going to get a chance to. So if I don't worry about it, then I'm not going to sort of, you know, stress about it. And then like I said, return to it at a later mm. stage. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the sort of decision I've taken now. And yeah, you know, I'll just see how it goes really. Yeah, um, and I'm so. hoping it will then also give me a chance to write more as well yeah, because I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I love the, the reading part, especially I, I read a lot of the, uh, the Warhammer novels out there mm. and, I want to start reading. So I, I, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, or I think it was a couple of, well, it maybe a month ago, I started writing a bit of fan fiction. Um, I haven't published any of it yet, but <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully in the next Ooh. couple of weeks, just throw it through. I know. Yeah. Um, basically I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've, I've written like the first sort of page or two on it. I'm basically writing a short little story, uh, called uh, Forged with Hate, um, mm-hmm. which is based on my AOS made-up faction that I came up with a few episodes ago, which is called the mm. the Burnished Necro Kings. So, so they they for anyone that hadn't listened to that, they're basically a <laughs> I suppose a, they're a death faction. You know, think again, normal things like skeletons, but they're basically infused with the metals of Shaman. So mm-hmm. you know, brass and gold and silver and things like that, and obviously that denotes like rank and things like that. So basically, this short story, uh, in a nutshell, will be some crypt robbers accidentally coming across them, <laughs> and accidentally coming across them during the their their version of the forging process. Oh, you know, nice. I, I, yeah, yeah. It won't have that name, but how they how these necro kings are you know created yeah. as such. They yeah. accidentally the come across it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the official name yes that's what it's gonna be called <laughs> it's the, the the great the great dipping toe of nagash yes. <laughs> so, so uh yeah so i'm gonna so like i said by not stressing about the the model side of things i'm gonna like i said hopefully uh work on that a bit more and as i said as i do you know bits of it i'll i'll put it on our website etc so that's in the works at the moment um buying wise um which is quite funny because obviously consider what i've just been talking about but i did buy shadow spear because i'm weak um and (laughs) (laughs) can resist to be honest and obviously it's such a good price and again i want to i want to obviously read the little mini codexes and uh, i'm predominantly buying it obviously for the vanguard 
mm-hmm. marines in there mm-hmm. to add to all the other marines that i've still got to do so it, later down the line but yeah i've got that coming any day now so Ooh. but obviously that will just get parked for a bit yes. because of what yes. i've just been talking about well, uh, read reading books. what Open it to read. What was books. that? Oh yeah, Zal. Oh yeah, don't <laughs> worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little, little, little gander in there as well. I'll be like, ooh, that looks very nice. Um, <laughs> uh, so no, I'll be, I'll be getting that again. Hopefully, in the next couple of days, it's on the way from those lovely people at the Alchemist Workshops. They do it mm. at a very reasonable price. So, like I said, if you're in the UK, especially, they're doing it for a very good price. And I think about eighty-one pounds. So get it that's a very good price for it yeah and (laughs) uh reading wise what i've been reading um i read death knell by phil kelly i want to say yes i think it was phil kelly that wrote it the uh the space marine heroes book it is yes Ah. it's a it's a short novella probably about 100 150 odd pages Mm. it's actually deceptively good because it's one of those one of those novels that when you read when you first read it you're thinking here we go bolter Mm. porn really yeah, you know it's yeah. ultramarines it's second company it's based around obviously the the tactical squad that you could buy as part of that space yeah. marine heroes for again for people that can't remember it's those it's those random packs that you could buy for <laughs> a five you know five pounds over here and you get a random marine it's basically a story built around those particular characters and, and including the uh, the captain as well and it's really really good i was i went into it thinking you know what this is just going to be something i can read on my lunch break and just you know just a bit of war, quick warhammer fix really and it yeah it's it's actually very good because it's a lot more in depth than i thought it was going to be at times and mm. i think the way that phil wrote it was in a he's he's very bombastic with some of his words <laughs> as well which makes it quite interesting but basically the premise behind it is this particular touch squad are, are involved in a fight with the crimson slaughter which yeah. is a chaos war band mm-hmm. and you're you're seeing them team up with people from the imperial guard uh who you know, without wanting too much, start getting corrupted, mm. and uh, through due, especially due to this, this sort of uh, huge bell that's ringing across, which is why it's called Death Knell. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it's not even though it's not really Nurgle related, it, but it sort of hints. It almost feels like it is, but it's not. It's mm. again without sort of going into too much depth, but. There's a lot of like things like hallucinating or the equivalent of that. Um, yeah, you know, it's very. It's a, It's not just bolter porn. If I'm yeah, that's that's yeah. the bottom line. It, it really isn't. There's a lot more in. De- they're they're much more in depth. It, the only the only slight shame about it, and it's only purely purely because it's a novella. You don't see too much of the chaos, you know, development side of things. You know, it's yeah. very much focused on the obviously the the guys of this of this squad. But you, you I you know as as you think, oh, they're just going to be generic ultramarines. They're really not. Um, so I recommend it. You can pick up the book. Again, for over here for about three pound. It's one of those cheap mm, novellas that yeah. you can buy, sort of same price as the you know the other novella series that came out not long ago. So yeah, I recommend it. You know, don't 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 turn it off because you think oh more ultramarines. You know, it's actually <laughs> you know as an isolated little novella, it's actually very very good. Um, and it's funny actually because me and Robbie, because obviously he's part of our Discord, we're talking about it briefly because there's a bit of confusion about the Ultramarine Second Company in it. Yeah. In the sense yeah. that, you know, about you've got, you've got two captains. Um, yeah. Because I, I, at first I thought, oh, there's no reference to Second Company. And then the, there is. So there's a slight canon conflict in there. Okay. But yeah. Don't worry about it. Fine. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Fine. Um, and also to, and also to add, it is set in current day 
40k as well you know so it's it is post great rift and things like that so it's not even though you're talking about tactical marines are you mm. not primaris and yeah there is reference to things like the primaris and and uh and uh gilliman and things like that so yeah check it out it's worth it um mm-hmm. and again as i said earlier i finished reading titan death even though i have been reading the horse heresy series in order i'm up on book 20 i decided to go to book 53 because <laughs> i just fancied it to be honest i yeah, just couldn't sure, resist and <laughs> and i'll be honest i don't th- i think as long as you know what happened in the horus heresy in general i don't think you need to read much before this yeah if i'm being brutally honest you know it's not it's very focused obviously on titans i i think it's one of the best heresy novels that i've read so far if mm. i'm being honest i think it's it's fantastic there's a, it's had a bit of mixed reception out there when I was reading, you know, because often what I do when I've read a novel, I'll go in on the internet and to see what people think. So then I'll, I'll, obviously I don't then spoil it for myself because I've already read it. Mm. And it, again, it got a lot of, uh, yeah, mixed response because I think people felt it was a bit rushed. It was a bit of a bit of a rush out, you know, rush out the novel just because, mm. you know, we need to, we need a quick heresy novel before it moves on to the Siege of Terror. I, I don't think that was the case, to be honest. Um, it, the fact that you've the premise behind it, obviously, apart from Titans versus fighting Titans, that's actually not the main bit of it. The mm. main bit of it is the background, how they some of these particular legios were created, and also how their rivalries between each other. I mean, the the main legion in question or legio is the legio Solaria, Solaria, I think, mm-hmm. off the top of my head, uh, which is an all female legio of titans and princeps and they are fantastic they it's worth reading the novel for them like how where they've come from Mm. and things like that um some people said it gets a bit political at times i don't think it does i think you just Mm. look past some of that i think that's just you know going a bit too far with it but yeah i think um if you're you know fairly up to date with the heresy series definitely check out titan death and i think you'd like it as well cameron i really yeah, do i think yeah. you'd you'd I'm really enjoy it um, <laughs> pop it on the list <laughs> exactly to the ever-growing list um <laughs> i have uh, as i said earlier i've got the buried dagger as well i've not mm-hmm. obviously started it yet i'm going to wait until i've like i said read garrow weapon of fate um because we were obviously talking about doing it as a future episode weren't we yeah. as well so yeah. i think i'm gonna save it for that really um and lastly i'm working my way through ravenna returned which is the second ravenna book i'm probably mm-hmm. about halfway yep yeah still fantastic ravenna's yes. great just ravenna's like the eyes so and horns oh. it really is i i can't really say much more than it's just it's, you know <laughs> when i say more of the same it's just more more goodness really you know just it's just such a, mm. a great novel um or great series so far so i'm about halfway through uh the only other book i would mention and it's more because I'm actually bouncing off it as opposed to getting through it, is mm. I've been trying to get into Warlord Fury of the God Machines, which is another, you know, sort of one based around Titans, but obviously a 40k mm. one, not a 30k. Yeah. I'm really struggling with it. I've tried it about three times to get into it. I mean, admittedly, this is the audio book, yeah. which yeah. is the way I usually consume my books. But yeah, I, I, I can't really describe, you know, when you're, just, you're trying, trying to get into a book and you can't really describe why you're not getting into it but yeah i'm just not yeah. and i'm yeah it's one of those i'm going to keep trying i don't want to give up on it because you know it's titans and titans are cool but 
yeah, just something about it is just not clicking with me. Mm. Um, mm. Maybe because I've tried to read it again not long after finishing Titan Death. And, yeah, you know, sometimes be. you think, mm, you know, it's a bit too much Titan yeah. stuff yeah. In, in a short <laughs> amount of time, maybe. So I don't know. The, go down to the smaller level for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's talk, let's let's talk about the, about Gretchen and things like that. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> exactly. So uh, so yeah, that's like I said, that's been my hobby stuff. Just uh, mainly reading, uh, taking a little hobby hiatus. But uh, yeah, you know, mm. get getting stuff done. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. I think we'll take our first little break now and have a have a little drink and. Then when we're back, we're going to go and talk about what's been going on in the news. Back soon. And welcome back. It's time to talk about the news. And we got a delicious selection, Mm. if I have to say, of uh, of news this episode. Nice nice balance, as we were saying before Mm -hmm. the recording, of uh, AOS and 40K, which is quite nice to see. No Mm. no Mm. massive bias. Uh, Right, let's start with the 40K stuff. Yes. And I think there's one thing we're gonna have one big boy we're gonna have to talk about (laughs) yeah the 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 t800 is here (laughs) 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 so uh unfortunately when we recorded a couple of weeks ago we were literally a couple of days away from the abaddon reveal which we knew about but we couldn't do much about it's just the way it was we knew it was going to be him but yeah did we not know how beautiful he was gonna be he's amazing this model he he is he is he's a big lad um Mm. which is great because again i love when you see some of the the comparisons of him compared to his older model which is Mm. quite dated by obviously now he's a little bit small yes uh subprime rs sized (laughs) yeah i i think i so yeah so obviously Abaddon has been revealed. The War Master is back. He's now got his lovely, shiny new model, which hopefully we may start seeing pre-orders in the next, probably the end of the month, Mm. maybe, hopefully. I think that's sort of what the rumours are saying. I reckon it won't be this weekend, but next weekend. So he'll be out on the 6th of April, I reckon. Yeah, I I, I think so too. So he'll be, the pre-orders will be the 30th, I think. Yeah, so you're talking, yeah, 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 I agree with that. I think that sort of sounds about right. Yeah, because we obviously we've got the Blaze of Corn next weekend, so or coming yeah. out next weekend. So well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ooh. So he's here uh, and he's looking bloody gorgeous, as oh we were God. hoping. And so and to be good. honest, I think this is one of those models where I'm looking at him right now, looking at him lovingly, and mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not. I'll be honest, I don't think there'd be anything I'll change about him. I think he looks. Well, I don't want to say the word perfect because that's obviously a very strong mm. word to use. No. But you know, when you just look at something, yeah, that is exactly he how complete. he should be. He looks, yeah. yeah, complete. That's yeah, that's a very better word to use. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, so go, go on, Cameron, gush over him. <laughs> First off, this is a special character named character model with actual legitimate character changing options, which is confusing to me because you get three heads. You can yes. have angry Abaddon as his traditional and as his canon. You can have <laughs> stern patriarchal Abaddon pretending to be Horus if you want to turn this into a Horus mini for like late era Horus Heresy games. Mm, do that, yeah. by the way. Someone do that. Someone make him into, <laughs> do it, a, do it into a late game Horus for the Horus <laughs> Heresy game. Or you can have the mask. 
mm. which no one seems to be no I've, I've not seen anyone saying that's what they'll do but everyone says it looks really good on its own but doesn't look like Abaddon to them I kind of agree but at the same time I like the idea of him just looking bleakly over the world he set on fire yeah just with I the d- mask it's, it's I, good. I, 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 I agree, because mm. I, I think that if I had him, I would do him mm. with the mask, because I'm a sucker yeah. for masks and helmets on named characters. Mm. Mm. And like you said, it, it just gives him a slightly different feel, I think. It makes you, him much if, more menacing and impersonal, as opposed to, yes. like, your first one is angry at you. Like, and th- there's a person, there's a personability to that, but with the mask, it's just impassionate. You don't matter. You're just in the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh. where's where's his default one? He just looks like I said he just looks angry. Even though mm. I must admit, just looking at his photo now, I can just imagine him in the Talon of Horus. He's got a bowl of something, and he's like, yeah. "But I said no Parmesan." He looks like he's literally <laughs> just 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 going crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really cool. It's really interesting to see how they've sculpted three different expressive faces as well. Because the thing is, even with the masked face, there is expression there. He looks really cold. Like I said, really cold and distant and aloof and impersonal. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that expression with the eyes up. That's the yes. whole head they have to work with. They've done it somehow. But the other ones are really emotive, really... They look like they'd be easy to paint to make sure that you could see the emotion on there. It's really well sculpted. Uh, yeah. You can also have cloak or no cloak, which is good because I saw a lot of people initially with the first teasers angry about the cloak. And they've said, hey... You don't need the cloak if you don't want to, because his old model doesn't have a cloak. Uh, Someone also photoshopped the trophy rack off, and I kind of like it like that, too. Yeah. Just not put the rack on, because it's cool. It's like a big halo trophy rack over his head, but it's very different to his old ones again, which were, like, running the opposite way around, like running forward to back instead of side to side and stuff like that. I yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, I know the trophy rack has been quite controversial for a lot of people. And I think mm. that, yeah, I think to be honest, that's the only thing I, if I had to change anything, I would, I, I don't, mm. it's not bad. I don't by any means. It's just, it's one of those things you, you could lose, I think. Whereas to yeah. me, I think yeah. I would keep the cape uh, because yeah. I think, you know, he's a, he's such a big character, you know, in the story that, yeah, you know, big characters deserve capes, mm. you know. <laughs> he, needs to, uh, he needs to keep the cape on to cover up his off button. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I don't it's know actually, what that bit of the armor is, but... <laughs> maybe, actually, maybe the cape is actually secretly like a camo cloak, which actually... Oh. which Or maybe it's actually a camo cloak, or one, no, sorry, not a camo cloak, like a one of those holographic cloaks, ah. which actually is projecting his arms on, was really, oh. his arms mm. aren't there, I, which oh. is one of the most, one of the, one of the, um, one of the uh, most bizarre memes I've ever seen, but... I mean, yeah. like, I understand how it came about, because the old model's arms would fall off all the time, because it was a metal yeah. model, and about yeah. two-thirds of its weight was in the arms. <laughs> oh, <but> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like, I've, yeah, I've also seen all the photoshops of him armless. I don't, I really like him overall, like, I understand why the trophy rack is there, because it forms the halo, and is inverse to Gilliman's halo trophy thing that he has on his own model. Mm. Uh, I, f- I feel it'd actually look really good with Harkin Worldclaimer's trophy racks. Yeah. Like, going front yeah. to back on him. Yeah. 
there's a thing. If I hadn't already cut them up and used them for something, maybe I would have used them on him. But um, <laughs> I've already used those I, up, unfortunately. The one thing I, I, I think is great about him is his proportions. I think he's mm. proportionately very, very good. Because I know some yeah. people were saying, oh, he's, you know, he's quite top heavy. I was thinking, well, no, but he's a he's a big Marine. He is, you know, like yeah. we said before, he's he's almost primark sized in the you yeah. know in the law so mm. this is quite appropriate the the claw is big but not, to me not silly big because because the yeah. rest of him is big the sword you know his sword is again in comparison is is balanced so no i think mm. he's mm. he's perfectly in proportion and yeah. also i think that if you want to see proportion that that poor primaris lieutenant yeah. that's at the bottom of his foot again like his looks, foot l- is the size of the torso of the exactly <laughs> the, the, the prim- this is a primaris lieutenant primaris marines are you know i guess we know are bigger so it mm. even he's dwarfing it massively so mm, mm. <laughs> it's it's awesome like gilliman stands significantly taller than him but that's because gilliman's basing like the rocks and stuff are actually a bit taller and also yeah. gilliman is holding his sword up higher yeah like yeah true the, the the trophy rack on abaddon actually more or less makes him without like weapon raising postures and things makes him just a wee bit taller but without the trophy rack he's only like a half a head shorter than gilliman i think which is really cool like, yeah he is he is properly big he is just <laughs> he horse is. He's yeah just horse yeah. but better horse yeah. but better at this point it's so good oh my it is God. it is a fantastic ah! are we have ah! any ideas how, how how much you think it's going to cost roughly I would love to see him around Marnius Calgar priced because yeah. Calgar you get Cal you can't with Calgar's box you get him and the two guard I believe yeah Is you do right? yeah 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 and like in this case it's a bigger model but it's just the one and it's the one character I feel he'll be about that but he could be as expensive as Gilliman and people probably wouldn't complain too much yeah so we'll <laughs> yeah yeah I mean with 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 the recent um we'll get on to this a little later but with the recent Blades of Corn pre-orders the, their character prices were the standard character prices that they've been for the last few years so they That's probably true. might not be raising like Shadow Spear was a bit more expensive than people expected but not mm. a massive amount yeah so maybe Abaddon will be standard big important named character price which would be in the Marnius to maybe between Marnius and Gilliman range we'll see we'll see well to be well to be fair <laughs> over to be fair over here in the UK there there's Mar- <laughs> Marnius difference between them I was gonna say mm. marginal uh but it, nah. but, <laughs> but basically <laughs> uh from off the top of my head Marnius Calgar and his his guard are thirty five pounds here, and I think yeah. Gilliman is thirty seven fifty. So literally, only okay. Gilliman's only two pound fifty wow. more. Okay, again, that's, that's I could a be lot wrong, but that's difference just here. Is that, so so the, the difference here is the, like twenty twenty five. I think. Yeah. Oh wow. The okay. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I I have a feeling he'll be thirty five. Yeah. I think he'll be Calgar's price. Yeah, I hope so. You know, which be I think cool. Because like yeah, it, yeah. Like he's a big centerpiece model, but he's not that big a centerpiece model. I know for all we've just said about his physical size. Um, but <laughs> yeah, God, he, he's, yeah. He looks so good. He's superbly painted as well in the previews they've shown. But he looks really Definitely. good. Uh, people, there is some concern that only one top knot may be provided, and so there have been plans by people to magnetize the top knot. So Godspeed, you <laughs> insane people. Um, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> God, no, he looks so good. Like I'm not going to buy him right when he comes out, but I'm really tempted to because he's so good. You're going to ah. do it, Cameron. Don't worry. Don't worry. No, don't don't no, fight I, it. I, I can't. I no one to blame bond. you. I've got to pay Bond and stuff this month. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, so off the back of Abaddon, we've got Vigilus Ablaze, which mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. announced at the same time, which obviously is the next book in the Imperial yep. Nihilus uh, range, uh, yep, yep, which, yep. again, is really cool. We enjoyed cover- covering uh, Vigilus Defiant, mm. so more more yeah. of the same. Obviously, this is going to be Chaos coming down and mm. kicking even more ass, which yeah. is no surprise, really. Looks um, like it'll be basically a Chaos Codex 2.0 at this point, with all the stuff that's how it feels. putting in it. Yeah. Again, yeah. so- some of the corn stuff that making that's making its way to 40k from Age of Sigma is going to be in there, apparently. Like, Abaddon. Mm. I'm, I'm assuming Abaddon's getting a rules buff to coincide with the giant enormous Well, you would hope model. so. <laughs> like, I, I, I want there to be the current Abaddon rules is just Abaddon. I want, I know it's not going to happen, but I want this to be Abaddon Ascendant and that to be the name of the data sheet. And just yeah. like, yeah, give him two more wounds, two more attacks, make him do D12 damage. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. He's wonderful. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, this stuff is so good. I really, so, good. so yeah, I'm looking, yeah, I'm, I'm particularly looking forward to Vigilus Blaze. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some fire involved, uh, yeah, including the how, title. How did the fire start? How did the fire start, Matthew? It's fine. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, <laughs> best bit, we don't have to cover all the landmarks this time around. No, exactly. So when, you know, no <laughs> doubt we'll, co- we'll cover Vigilus mm. Blaze when, when it's out, like we did with yeah. the last book. But mm. yeah, we can cut that one down a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can say, hey, you remember this place? On fire. Remember that place? Yeah. Also yeah. On fire. On yeah. fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This place, definitely on fire. <laughs> uh, speaking of fire, that Havoc mm. model they showed off was. Mm-mm. Or I, like I, I spent as much time poring over that as I did over Abaddon, which is yep. impressive. This was apparently actually leaked. Did you know about that? Uh yeah, I had heard. Yeah, because someone while, found yeah. someone found the head from that model, like yes. separate in a box of Primaris Marines or something. Yeah, it was something really random, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, they found the head for this model, which is very distinctive, because it's, like, a super squashed-in top of the head, it looks like. It looks like they- <laughs> yeah. someone's hit him on top of the head with a hammer, but then- Good boy. So they just, back- they just, like, packed his head. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, like, slick back with cables and bionic eye and stuff, but he looks so good. Um, he I guess fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the, the sprues are out there in the wild being mm-hmm. packaged right now, I guess. I guess they'd have to be the presumably yep. they're releasing in a couple of weeks. Um mm. Uh, my favorite detail is he has little claws on his boots that dig into the ground to brace him. Yeah. Which is yeah. super good. Uh, and he has a new weapon, which looks like one of yeah. the, it, it looks like a hand, a man held assault cannon. Uh, apparently there's something yeah. similar in 30k, uh, as a weapon. Yeah. Type. Yes, I think there is. Mm. Um, mine's gone blank. Can't remember. Yes, no, I, I think there remember. is. Yeah, yeah, there is. There is definitely. Yeah. And, and yeah, he, he's. I think what I like about him is the fact he's so not chaos. Like he's so yeah. not not like five hundred spikes coming out no, of him. Like no. like some of these other ones. It's again, yeah. it's very that great balance between. Mm. You can clearly see it's a chaos marine, but it's subtle. It's yeah. not. Yeah, you know, he looks silly, older, and he looks like he's maybe a little bit mutated. Hence the little foot claw things. But like mm. overall, it's just a marine in an older mark of armor that looks more ornate. That's all it is. Yes. And yeah. He looks yeah. great. He looks fantastic. Um, <clears throat> uh, it, they had the little tag of looks like the Dark Mechanicus has been cooking up some new weapons, and so uh, I'm really interested to see if Havocs get different heavy weapon choices than tactical marine devastators, because uh, that'd be really interesting to see them go. We still have like. Las cannons and missile launchers and auto cannons and heavy bolters, but we've also got 
like ectoplasma cannons and this whatever this is and like conversion beamers or something who knows help bring back volkite where's volkite weaponry i want some <laughs> yeah like- i was thinking that yeah cause it was in the it was in the in the 30k so i don't know where mm. all this stuff is gone yeah <laughs> well apparently volkite is very hard to maintain and that's why there's yeah. only a couple of instances of it left in 40k uh but anyway, yeah that's true yeah no but like really cool like and with rumor engine and various assumptions we're assuming like a multi-part plastic chaos marine kit and a new terminators kit hopefully yeah so we'll see we'll see Mm-hmm. Um, we will. I'm, I'm ablaze with excitement for this one. Yay! Hey. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Cameron's on fire oh. today. Right. Hey. Uh, talking of being on fire and uh, Kill Team's on fire. Oh, God, Next uh, expansion has been announced Kill Team Elites. I called it. I, call, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm taking a little bit of credit because, to be fair, it's a pretty <laughs> obvious thing that was going to come yeah. out, but I still called it a while yeah. ago. But yeah, they, they go, they're obviously going down the route of being able to add your elite unit special mm. operatives in skirmish com- combat so obviously we'll now see things like terminators and wraith guard and things oh. like that now in kill team which makes perfect sense because yeah. people have got these models and they want yeah, to use exactly. them um and uh one thing of particular excitement i thought is custodies are now in kill team yes. as well off the back of this mm. uh one one foot in a hand um yeah will be your yeah. whole kill team <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, again um they've, they've not released any dates for this but you know very cool oh you yeah know, again and it, it's great to see that they're still supporting oh kill yeah team as absolutely well. i am ready and willing to go hog wild with a couple of blight lord terminators and kill team you thought plague marines were a problem you thought plague marines were a problem no blight lord terminators two plus four plus plus disgustingly resilient no 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 ain't going anywhere (laughs) and also you'll be able to have the uh vanguard marines at shadow spear they're also included which Which is is very cool as well yeah yeah so um and also off the back of this uh, same announcement they've obviously announced two more pre-built kill teams so you've mm-hmm. got uh two frippers crew which is obviously a, an orc based kill team and then you've got mm-hmm. the fractal blades which is a thousand suns rubric marine yeah well actually uh, rubric, it's with terminator. scarab terminator, scarab terminator. terminators actually yeah. yeah and the orc one is <laughs> flash gets i think i think so yeah yeah looks yeah. like it God. so that's cool. so exciting but yeah, very much so chaos isn't done with us uh, and th- no. speaking of another game, they're continuing to support Blackstone Fortress has had one very cool expansion with the Amble, Uh and now yep. it's now it's the second very very cool expansion. I'm really in love with just the models in this one. This is Traitor Command, <laughs> yeah. which gives you a Chaos Ogren and a Chaos Commissar. Which mm. oh boy, um, there's there's been some division on terms of the Commissar. Some people don't like the pose. I like. I, I love think he's pose. old school. It's so old oh, that's school, exactly. Old, very old him. school Warhammer. Yeah, like yeah. um, he looks exactly like the because you can still get this one. I think in Fine Pass from the site, but it's the Commissar with the power fist, but he's reading a book, not pointing a bolt gun. Yeah, I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. He looks super old school. They both look so good. So this is going to add like essentially enemy commanders in, I guess, in terms of a big bruiser with the Ogren and an actual enemy leader in terms of the Commissar. So I don't know how they'll fill in. Mm-hmm. Matthew, we're clearly getting a Trader Guard codex at some point. We are. It's coming. Right, I mean, it's it, it, yeah. I mean, I think, I definitely think you're now going to see this real massive chaos push where obviously we're now getting 
a lot of new, obviously, Chaos units. We're now getting a potential new Chaos Codex because, mm. you know, it'd be silly not to wrap all this sort of stuff together long term. You're now, obviously, getting a lot more Traitor Guard reference and models now. And also, like you were saying, you know, about your Dark Mechanicum, again, mm. I can't see that not happening at some point as well because yeah. I think there's a definite big caller, calling for it. Uh, even if it got amalgamated, potentially, into mm. something else, who knows? You know, you could see... I, I, to be honest, I would like to see it in a weird way. I'd mm. like to see some sort of... You know, I don't think they would, but like a big mega chaos codex. Yeah. Yeah. Just literally, not Obviously not like the you stuff could, like uh, the Death Guard and Thousand yeah, Sons, but, you, you know, could, just... You could, like a, you could call it Grand Alliance Chaos. It's just yeah. an idea. It's an idea <laughs> yeah, game, so exactly. just throwing this one yeah. out there. Just saying. (laughs) Um, And talking of chaos and some of their fantastic reveals. Oh God! Right, this. Do you know? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I mean, as much as I like uh, Abaddon, I think this is the best looking model I've seen this year so So far. You're you're into cowboys, is what I'm hearing. (laughs) Yeehaw! (laughs) Rides that that steer into battle. Oh boy. When this completely came out of, oh the, out of nothing, really, I thought you know, cause obviously we, we were done for like surprise <laughs> releases. Like I thought we're going to get a dark apostle in plastic. We're going to get a sorcerer in plastic. We'll get plastic multi-part marines, plastic multi-part terminators. That was going to be it. There were going to be no mm-hmm. surprises. Nope. The Lord Discordant from out of oh, nowhere. He's amazing. Oh, he is. God, he's so good. He is so good. <laughs> he's just like, such a good model. I really... First off, he's a beautiful model. Second off, yep. he seems like he's going to actually be really good in the game. And that yes. makes me happy. Like, I was yep. I was in store yesterday talking with all the Chaos players there because they were all there picking up Shadow Spear. And they all went, yep. I need me one to three of these. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because they're not because they're not named character, so no, yeah. you can have you, you know, can take no reason not to have multiple. Yeah, go for it. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. The big thing is they give demon en- friendly demon engines plus one to hit when they're nearby, which is all that was holding demon engines back. Like four plus ballistic skill, four plus weapon skill meant they missed half the time. Uh, you could use demon <laughs> yeah. forge to re-roll misses, but that's a stratagem. But now you can have them hitting on threes and re-rolling ones from, like, a Chaos Lord, for example. You don't even need to spend the stratagem point. Uh, and he has an aura <laughs> that makes enemy vehicles minus one to hit when they're near him. So you either give... You can give him the Bale Flamer, which is the 18-inch Mega Flamer, um, run him forward with two Molophines. They will destroy any enemy armor. Sit him back with an Auto Cannon and two Forge Fiends. They will destroy any enemy armor. He looks so good. <laughs> I love his big he, I, chain I, I, glaive. Mm. Yeah, it, it's. Ju- I I love the fact he's riding it. The fact yes. he's got reins, reins with yeah. it as well. I mean, <laughs> it's so bizarre. It, this, if you, to me, this is the epitome of grim dark. This is sort of this mm. is. You know, there's people that are probably looking at this and God, this is just a silly. <laughs> this is forty yeah. k being very silly, but it to me, yes, it is. It's it's, yes, it's, it's completely outrageous. But this is this is forty k outrageous. Mm. He, I, I, I'd love it. I honestly, yeah. I can't. Words can't describe what yeah. I, when I saw this. Actually, no, it's I, just my, my so words great. were This is what this is what it would look like if you spent the last ten thousand years trying to keep one goddamn rhino working and finally gave up. <laughs> This is what you go to after that long. (laughs) (laughs) Like, chaos should have weird stuff like this. This is what they should have. Now they have it. They get the old stuff, they get the weird stuff. They don't get Primaris stuff. That's fine. 
beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's again, it's 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 not it's over the top, but not over the top. It's mm. still, you what I say is you can clearly define everything in the model. Mm. You can see this cloaked skull helmed you know warpsmith <laughs> character on on you know riding with yes. reins it's a it's a scorpion type demon engine yeah he's got yeah. a huge chain glaive he's got the um it's not wasn't the bale flame of the other one was it, is uh, it the, the is it like an yeah. autocannon that's it on on the side which is and i love it because it's done in that very bolted mm. on way that yeah. you see which i love on models you know rather than it being sort of in a uh, you know, in a predefined way, where it's just been like, uh, oh, a cannon up there? Yeah, go on yeah. then, boom. <laughs> and just pop, it, pop like, it on top. He's got like a servo tendril manning the gun. Like, he doesn't even yeah. reach that far forward. I think I think my favourite detail is he's clearly killed a Mechanicum tech priest, because that's whose cloak he's wearing. Like, it's got the cog yeah, symboling around the edge and stuff. Although, yeah. I also like that little fleshy eye thing on his backpack. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's oh, it's a, it's got so many nice little touches. So it really is. Touches. I and I I think what made it good is what we were saying earlier is the fact that it was out of nothing. Yeah, uh, not no not taking anything clue. away. From, exactly, it's <laughs> not taking anything away from Abaddon. We knew he was coming, so oh, it's yeah. not like it was like you know. It, even though we still saw him and thought, "Oh my god, he's amazing," it was still the fact that this one came out of nothing, and, that, and I mm. think that always makes it even better when, oh, you, yeah. when you just don't see something oh, coming yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Mm. Oh, and I great. really, I really like this as what they can do nowadays because I can guarantee you this took half the time to sculpt that it should have, should have. Because I'm looking at it mm. and the body is just a molefiend body. Like especially yes. if you look at it from the back, you can see the armor platings and the bits of muscle and things that all line up. And some of the shoulder armor is literally molefiend armor. Like yeah, that that's the advantage of modern technology is they probably knocked this guy out real quick in comparison to like previous character sculpts oh so good <laughs> it really I'm is. over the head over the moon with this nonsense oh yeah <laughs> mm. the biggest bestest surprises for all of us <laughs> it really is oh amazing mm. right that's but we must carry we on because we'll be on. here for the rest of the yeah, show <laughs> so what's happening right, so far to- <laughs> Yeah, as we know, it's getting very dominated by the upcoming Blades of Corn mm-hmm. uh, release, mm-hmm. which, well, update is probably better to describe it. It yeah, uh, yeah. went up for pre-order yesterday, today being the 17th. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it went up yesterday to come out next Saturday on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. So, they got a new Battle Tome, yep. uh, which... From I'm um, from what I've read, people what people have seen uh, again mixed reactions. Mm. Some people feel that Blades of Corn are getting worse. Some people feel they're getting better. I yeah. think from what I've seen is they're getting a bit more balanced because yeah. I think pre the old home there were some units who were like yeah you had to take them yeah because absolutely. they were just so much better yeah. and you'd ignore others. Whereas I think they've they've sort of slightly nerfed some of those units, yeah. but yeah, but put that put I, the buffs in to some of the other units. Yeah. So it's a bit more balanced. I, I slightly. think it's a lot of battalion balancing, especially like with Blades of Corn. Mm. The big thing was always the Gore Pilgrim Battalion, which went from yes. eighty points to two hundred points and was still worth mm. taking. Like mm-hmm. any battalion that is worth spending, you know between a fifth and a tenth of your entire army on is probably a little too much. (laughs) Um, So apparently it's been toned down a little, but some of the bonuses have been incorporated to other things like the new terrain piece and things like that. So like you can still build a pretty good Gore Pilgrim's Battalion. It just won't cost you as much and won't be as out of the box ridiculous as that was. And like 
some some of the things are really good. Like uh, apparently uh, Scarbrand, some people are saying it's a nerf because he can't get as many dice for his model wound output die. But having a thing where you roll one attack on a two plus, you do eight model wounds. On a six, you do sixteen model wounds. It's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Because um, it does it to a unit, <laughs> not a model this time. He used to be able to pile all the model wounds onto a single model. Now he can spread it out through a unit. Uh, especially because you can still buff the number of attacks on that. So he could have three attacks with that axe, hitting on twos each, mm-hmm. yep. doing eight model wounds each, or 16 if they rolled sixes. So you could roll triple sixes and do, uh, off the top of my head, brain, uh, like 54 model wounds. If you roll triple six on that or something like that, no, yeah. is, is that right? No, that is right. God, yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, the the new endless prayers slash blood blessings or judgments, I think they're called now, is the technical term. Um, yes, uh, yeah. which are your endless spell equivalents. They seem mm-hmm. more balanced than I thought they would be, which is cool. Mm. Um, so you summon them in like a prayer, but they have variable rates of success on getting something like the axe only comes in on five plus and things like that uh then at the end of each battle round you roll a dice on a one two three four they disappear but if there's a slaughter priest nearby you get a plus one or a reroll to that i believe so mm-hmm. yeah like it, it seems like they're fairly balanced in that usually they'll only be around for one turn and then have to be resummoned and they can actually be quite hard to summon like the axe on a five plus again is not you got a one in three chance to summon it it's not so great <laughs> Um, their abilities seem cool. Axe, axe seems really good. Just flying around doing mortal wounds. Um, <laughs> and I, I really love the hex gorgeous skulls though. Cause they're lush, aren't they? In gen, yeah. in general, they're just neg two to casting when you're near them. But if you're near them and you roll an eight before the neg two, you forget the spell you were trying to cast and all, all units near them take mortal wounds as they eat your memory of the spell and turn it into boiling blood that they spit out in the radius. I'm like, what? That's so cool. Yeah, very cool indeed. Yeah. 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 No, they, they seem interesting. They don't seem broken in the fact that they're not able to be dispelled because they seem likely to dispel themselves. Like a 60% chance every turn that they just disappear is pretty fine. I would say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Ooh. I'm, And then <laughs> you've got the, Bloodmaster and Skull Taker mm-hmm, new models mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Uh, we were gushing about the Skull Taker, <laughs> weren't we, before before the show? He's so cool. With his cape of skulls. He looks He's great. Such a cool. Like the old model yep. looked really good, but this one is up in size. It's more dynamic looking. It's way more detailed. Mm-hmm. He's he's beautiful. Honestly, that cloak yep. on the back. Um, to be fair, there is a guy in store who literally just finished painting the old Skull Taker and then saw the photos oh, right. of the new one. And was like, ah, damn it! I don't want to paint more skulls. <laughs> and like, why did you choose corn then? Why did you choose corn? Yeah, exactly. You didn't want to paint skulls. Odd choice. Odd choice. Um, no, he looks great. Like, yeah, we were gushing about his rules because he's not expensive. He's like a hundred points in Age of Sigmar, I believe. Yep. And he's just, that's right. He's just an amazing duelist hero. Like he's threes, yeah. threes, negative one or two rend, I think. Yeah, he's he's negative. I think he's negative one, uh, three, three damage, damage though. And but Four, on a six, to hit, yeah, three yeah, attacks. Yeah, and on a six to hit, you do three mortal wounds and then roll to wound, which is pretty good. Yep. <laughs> and his his uh, his cloak of skulls means he can re-roll saves, mm-hmm. which is Super just straight nice. up re-roll them. Yep, yep. Very cool Real indeed. Good. Uh, and he has a command the- ability to buff up blood letters, I believe. 
He does. Yep, mm. that's right. He's he's solid. He's, he's real, real solid unit. Yeah. yeah. And obviously the the Bloodmaster is the the Herald obviously updated one of the Herald yeah. of of Corn. Yep. It seems really cool. I cool. like that one as well. Looks good. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. And then Karanak and the Flesh Hounds from Wrath and Rapture are also getting released, yep. which they're still that's good. That's right. They're still good. Yeah. Um and then there's the Skull Altar New terrain piece because mm. everyone gets a terrain piece in Age of Sigma 2.0 apparently, which I'm fine with. That's right. That's cool. Um, yep. It lets you re-roll prayer rolls while you're within eight inches of it, which I think is great. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yes, indeedy. So, uh, so yeah, so lots of nice blaze of corn stuff. Um, yes. Right. Let's let's do the last few little reveals. Oh. So, well, I say little. Little. Uh, right. Let's little. talk about forbidden power. <laughs> so obviously at the gamma. Uh, trade show mm-hmm. they announced uh well not announced they showed a bit more of forbidden power obviously we mm. we'd seen uh, was it lvo or nova yeah they, one of the two anyway they, they that we saw. Said something like the storm vault will open or something like that and that's all they said mm-hmm. yeah yeah now they we have a little, say, now we have a little uh, trailer that tells us exactly the mm. same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so, so um, all about the necroquake shaking yeah. things up isn't it yeah it's it's the next expansion for age of sigma according to the guy yep. at the store is the next narrative expansion as in it pushes the narrative forward which means it may yes. not necessarily be for all armies which could be cool like everyone's going off off their out off their nut out their mind saying it's tomb kings and i understand where you're all <laughs> coming from and i'm doing my best not to be exactly like that because this trailer this trailer shows uh, like an arcane city in the middle of like a crowded jungle and then z- zooms down into the earth to show a very not not super egyptian but egyptian-esque tomb slash vault door beginning to open and i say egyptian-esque because it's covered in hieroglyphs it's got like two black cat statues and things like that mm-hmm. yeah people saying tomb kings if it if the guy at the store is right and it's not a expansion for every army but a narrative expansion may be linked to an army but that will affect the whole fabric of age of sigma going forwards could be tomb kings that could be what yeah. sigma regrets because the the voiceover is like even a god has regrets and mm-hmm. like the implication being this is something sigma did and he regrets it and he has to unleash it because necroquakes making everything a real mess <laughs> um <laughs> Favorite favorite crackpot theory from the store that I heard was uh, Sigma managed to save some souls from the old world and has been keeping them hidden from Nagash all this time. Ones that would really yeah. be important to Nagash. Yeah, I can believe so, that more. I'm, I can believe yeah. that more than Tomb King. Yeah, if I'm being honest. To be fair, Tomb Kings <laughs> can fall under that. Like he could have snatched mm, up, yeah, snatched up Sacer. Yeah, for a soul. true. Still, yep. I'm still not sure. I believe David Geimer on that one. Um, oh. <laughs> Shakespeare's yeah, is not a Stormcast Eternal. Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, like I said, they've they've been very n- notoriously vague mm, with this forbidden power. Like, really, really, I mean, really obviously, vague. it's weird. Yeah, yeah, quite unlike them actually in some ways because mm. usually with most stuff you can guess what something's yeah. going to be, whereas this one still a bit. Yeah, like we just said, we've only put two theories out there. There's probably a few more that you could throw oh, out yeah. into that mix as well. So yeah. Mm, watch this space. Mm, we'll right. Okay. Yes. Let's move on to Warcry. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been looking forward to talking about this because we we've got quite different yeah. opinions on this, I'm, which is I'm, quite uh, quite unlike us actually. Because yeah. usually we're quite in agreement uh, on everything. On, yeah, and <laughs> for our own sick of Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this will be quite interesting. So, okay, mm. y- y- t- tell us what you think about it, Cameron. So, for those not in the know, Warcry's been officially revealed. It's had models and terrain shown. It is apparently a character-driven narrative campaign that can be played very quickly. It, like, you can have a game of it very quickly and still have a great time. It is all about different Chaos tribes fighting to get to the all points. So the point where mm-hmm. eight realm gates open up and connect in a single space. Uh, you are, yeah, you are the leader of a tribe, effectively. This is your warband trying to fight to the eight points, or the all points, or the eight points, or whatever they call it, to get Archeon's <laughs> approval slash blessing. Like, the end goal is to clearly become a Chaos Lord of some description, I would guess. Um... It looks super good. Uh, they've shown off models for two of the tribes so far and what would presumably be the starter set. One is a Chaos Dwarf styled one. Like there are, mm-hmm. they're obviously mostly still humans. Um, but they have like the mailed beards and like st- style to them. One of them is actually short enough to be a dwarf. So there might actually be a Chaos Dwarf in there. The other one is sort of more a skulls and furs style tribe. It looks like there's four more. Um, Apparently, it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited for it because the models look great. <laughs> plastic Furies. Uh, it looks like plastic. Apparently, the weird bird dog things might be Chaos Hounds. So, they're going for like more mutation in the terms of hounds, which could be yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. I think it looks really exciting. It, for me, it's Kill Team, but it's narratively focused in a way because like kill team is like you've got to figure out why these two groups are fighting each other etc like why <laughs> yeah, why are the tau yeah. here why are the space marines here for this it's we are on our way to this place we are competing chaos warbands we both know exactly what we want we both know exactly where we're going this is the tale of our journey there and i'm really hoping that they that their tease of character driven narrative campaign means we'll get like a Mordheim style progression system where characters can actually stat level up and stuff like that over time and get yeah, new yeah. cool abilities. If it's like that, I will be over head over heels in love with it. If it's just kill team style where they can get some specialties and level up for narrative only games rather than match play style games, that's still really good. Like mm. the premise itself, plus the beautiful models, cool terrain and like, the idea of the Kill Team style-ish gameplay really gets me. I'm super excited because of that. However, Matthew, the the foot Uh, is in your court. The football is in your court. The ball is in your court. I'm good at words. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm, Words. Words good. Uh, mm, Words on podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One thing I will say before I say my sort of piece on Warcry is I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. And so we don't think my me being slightly negative on it that i'm like oh what a waste of time this is because it really isn't because because i think when i was talking about it on our discord some people were thinking like i was like well why do you hate it like no no i don't hate it i just i just a bit underwhelmed by it is probably mm. the better way of saying it yeah. so uh yeah so i i suppose from my perspective because i was hoping it was going to be aos kill team mm. in the sense of 40, 40k version where you got your Stormcast, you got your Seraphon, you've got your daughters, Kane. You know, you can just grab them and, yeah. you know, again, with the narrative focus. Because obviously, we knew prior to this that or we sort of guessed, didn't we? That obviously, because it made the point of being around the all points, that yeah. it could be some sort of gladiatorial type of, mm. you know, type game, um, which was really cool. Because obviously, we've we've spoken about the uh, novella War Queen, of, mm-hmm. you know, a few episodes ago, and we both really thoroughly enjoyed it. I think. Because it's not that, I was a bit, 
oh okay <laughs> you know so it wasn't it wasn't yeah. like a, oh what's yeah. this it was more like oh okay that's not what i thought it was going to be mm. i think my my sort of i'd say biggest issue i think the the thing that sort of i'm struggling with is the fact it at this point unless things change in the future the fact it's purely chaos themed mm. because mm. Uh, i mean i love chaos so it's not <laughs> it's not like that it's not because i don't like them it's just i feel it's a bit one-sided and yeah. i'd say if there's other way around if there was purely order factions oh, yeah. for example yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't um i think for me it's in the same ballpark as for example speed freaks now mm. when speed freaks was announced i was very happy for people that are into orcs and were like great we've got new buggies we've got this really cool game we can play around it yeah you know but it's not for me i'm i was never i'm never gonna buy it but cool you know you for everyone and it's it's the same thing in this where i'm thinking ah but if i don't want to play as chaos or have these chaos tribe type uh war bands or whatever they're going to be referred to as mm. i'm like oh well you're a bit restricted again at least in kill team for example unless you hate every faction you're going to have someone <laughs> to play with because you're going to find uh, so or, or multiple ones and i think it's one of those where i feel it's a bit like because obviously to me it feels a bit more like necromunda mm. as opposed to kill oh, team yeah. in the sense that yeah. obviously the, the gangs of necromunda are all a very unique to each other but ultimately they're still quite similar to each other at the same mm. time they're mm. ultimately you know p- people just in different obviously factions and whereas this sort of feels the same where you know they're all different war bands are all d- yeah. like different things but they're still all chaos war bands yeah. at the end of the day yeah. and i it just it just feels again I, and one thing i will say actually is i'm basing this opinion on the minimal bit we've seen yeah, so far we don't Obviously, have a lot of information in, as exactly my opinion could completely change as more news get revealed it's just my initial you know snap thought of when Mm. it first came out and i i just feel i i just hope it's not as restrictive as it sounds yeah like you the narrative side sounds fantastic and i'm all for that it's more the the overall Mm. thing that i'm a Mm. bit like oh okay that's a bit particular and 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 this will be my last point because um, again we could go on forever with this my last point is that what surprises me unless there's something in the works is the fact that it feels like it's trying to fill a gap that doesn't need filling yet mm. in the sense that aos to me needs kill team or mm. the equivalent of kill team like a, a proper one where you you pick your factions you yeah. can have anyone you want and you play it that way i think why i why i think that needs it because i think the fact that kill team has done so well for for aos, uh, for AOS. <laughs> it's done so well for 40 mm, yeah too, too many games uh, it's done well for 40k it's got people into it that weren't into it before it's good for people where you're limited with time and yeah. you know it, all the things yeah. that we've banged on about before i think with this aos needs it because uh, you know aos ha- it obviously is a popular game but it's not as popular as yeah. 40k that's yeah. just the way it is and i personally want aos to be more popular than it is because i think it deserves it mm. and and I think having at the moment where, you know, at the moment you've got options wise, you've got AOS skirmish, which, okay, I know it's been updated recently with the, uh, the new, the new sort of amended rules in white dwarf, but it's still, it's not a very strong system. Yeah, it's got a lot of flaws simplistic. in it. It's very unbalanced. Yeah. Exactly. It's not quite what it needs. Okay. In contrast, you've got Warhammer Underworlds. Again, that's not a skirmish based game. It's no. more of a board game yeah. slash card game than anything. So, there's that gap there's that proper <laughs> aos kill team yeah that's there yeah, they're ready absolutely. to be taken so so for me war cry would should be something that comes down later down the line mm. you know it's something where you go mm. right you've got AOS, aos 
um, you know, kill team. He is now Warcry. You know, it's a slightly yeah, different, yeah, you know, yeah. slightly different thing. And they because ultimately there's going to be people like me and you know uh, others out there that were thinking, yeah, but I still want AOS kill team. <laughs> That's very nice that you've done Warcry, but it's not AOS. You know, it, yeah, it's almost yeah. like it's like do it later down the line when mm. that's been sat that part has been satisfied yeah um yeah. you know that's how that's how i look at it anyway yeah, but absolutely. you know that's just that's yeah. just the opinion yeah. on it but no i i hope it's successful oh, regardless yeah. and i hope yeah in a way i hope i hope it changes my mind yeah on things yeah. I hope as as more info comes mm. out on it yeah but we'll I, see i feel i should say some of my excitement for it is because i look at this and i go Chaos Undivided, though, like, just Slaves to Darkness is clearly what this is, like, a precursor to, is, like, yeah, a grand yeah, update that. Disagree. You've got Lesser Demons and Furies, you've got Chaos Warhounds slash, like, Lesser Chimeras, or whatever those weird bird dog bat things are uh, <laughs> that are running around, like, <laughs> if if these come out as, like, six different types of Chaos Marauder with each slight variations in the rules or something, or even if it's just pick your, pick your slave slave host say and there's these yeah. six different styles that would be awesome to have those for the marauders mm-hmm. and then have the chaos warriors be the more generic kit because this is what you become once you get out of the reaver marauder stage kind of thing mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it, it's going to be excited for the future of aos as a whole not just this yeah. particular style yeah, no, of game of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah I do agree. Okay. Age of Sigma Skirmish needs to be better, though, because if they want it to be a kill yeah. team equivalent, it needs way more support and way more depth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it will come eventually. Oh, yeah. It's just, I think you can satisfy people more when they get what they want, and then when stuff comes down later down the line, mm, mm. It, you know, then you can sort of jump on that side of things. Yeah. So, again, for me, but, yeah, that's just a matter of opinion <laughs> uh so yeah last little bit of news um which is to do with the horse heresy actually or well, all the siege of terror technically mm. um as of yesterday the limited edition version of the solar war which is the first siege of terror novel yep. which is coming out shortly um went up for sale um and others annoyed a lot of people because they tried to obviously get hold of it. Mm. There was, I think, t- 2,500 yeah. copies available. Yeah. Went on sale at 10 a.m. Everywhere. Over here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everywhere. And, uh, well, it went within five minutes. Um, but then unfortunately, it went on sale people again. like me. But then it went on sale again, Matthew. Sorry. <laughs> now you can just well, get did. one on it's, ebay it, now it's fine yeah for for six times the price yeah. so, mm. so yeah it's um, <laughs> unfortunately i mean it's difficult because obviously when everything anything's in limited supply there will always be people that go out there buy it just purely to profit off it on ebay which i think i don't like that sort of behavior but i mean but but, but then flip side is people can do it mm. you know so you know people are entitled to do it in theories it's just i think it's just a shame really i think I think to to me they should have done more copies of it. I think obviously clearly two thousand five hundred was not enough. Um, I think, or I, I I suppose I'm a believer, and I've said this before when we mm. spoke about Warhammer Legends. I think time over anything is makes a difference. Like if they like if they said right, this is the limited edition version. You can you know we'll make it to order, blah, you know et cetera et cetera. You you've got a month to buy it or two weeks, you know something like that. You've got and then mm. and then it's gone. Whereas having 2500 copies yes i know it obviously makes them very appealing because 
you know, you can be part of a very exclusive club that's got one of these. Mm. Um, but it's just, it's just frustrating that there's a lot of people that missed out. And to add insult to injury, unfortunately, the Black Library website uh, timed out yeah. for a lot of people yeah. where you literally couldn't get on the website to even yep. begin to try and buy yep. it, which I know that's pretty purely because there's so many people trying to get on it. But that's the problem if again if you if you knew that you've got a week even if it was a week oh, even yeah. say right you've got a week to order this then you're like okay fine if mm. you know, let's get rid of let's let people panic buy yeah. straight away yeah. those people that were and then you've got the rest of the week to hop on and buy mm. it whereas mm. you know if you were just unlucky i don't know it's just it seems a, it just seems a shame yeah I think, it really, it really is because it's such a nice looking book too like i know john mm. french is a great yeah, gorgeous. author so it's going to be really good but like yeah Le- mm-hmm. leather bound with genuine metal emblem symbol thing on the front ribbons i like they they showed some of the shots of the interior paging so each chapter starts with like the very big letter for the first word and everything like in that tradition yep. it looks so good it's got a beautiful map i would like that map even if yes, i can't get yeah. the book, just give me just the map um <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel, I feel <laughs> right. There should be a period where they gauge interest effectively by seeing how many orders they have, then print. And like, just, and they're like, oh, but then we can't get it to people soon enough. And it's like, well, just let them order it a month earlier so that you know, like a month mm. or two earlier. Like, yeah, people, people can wait for things. It's not like, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I mean, that's what we're going to have to do. Mm. We'll just wait for our yeah normal everyday copies in uh in may so mm. you know so be it you know it's just it's like i said it's just a a bit of a shame but so be it that's mm. the way it is um right okay that's been the news yeah. so i said it's been very juicy indeed mm. uh we're gonna take our next little break and then when we return we're gonna get our necron on on <laughs> on <laughs> back soon And we're back. Main law topic time, and we're going to delve into some 40k history. Because I think, you know, in our last X amount of episodes, we've been covering a lot of the newer stuff recently. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, time to go back a bit. And like I said but earlier just, in the show. Just a little bit. No, you went too far. Oh, yeah. Crap. <laughs> yeah. We Only were just going to go back to the age ago. of strife, but we only <laughs> shot it by about 60 million years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, as we said earlier, we're going to cover. <laughs> the war in heaven from the uh, necrons perspective so i think when we covered the war in heaven for the eldar we said the war in heaven but not that one so this time mm. it is that one yeah. <laughs> we're actually are covering not, that one not now. that other one <laughs> no just not that other one because we've already covered it God. just uh. oh, so confusing <laughs> too uh, so yeah so the war in heaven necrons version or as i call it be careful what you wish for Mm, um well <laughs> it's pretty much way to sum it up <laughs> so so yeah. yeah like i said we're gonna give a brief overview of you know of what happened in the necron war of heaven and sort of it basically leads to how they are as of this day well in 40k universe mm. no, not today not 2019 that'd be weird um <laughs> so <laughs> Let's start with the old ones because they're a very prominent piece yes. of this. Yes. So, uh, so we'll start with the old ones. We'll talk about the the Necrontier. We'll talk about the war, and then we'll talk about what happened afterwards. The aftermath. The aftermath, as they say. So, right. <laughs> so let's yes, let's talk about the old ones. So, who? What are they? So, 
They're a very old race, <laughs> hence the word yes. old in their title. <laughs> uh, basically, they're a, a reptilian race uh, from the beginning of time, or not long after, so to speak. Mm. Uh, again, yes. it's very fuzzy-wuzzy around then. You know, we haven't mm. got any solid dates on this. <laughs> so, but predominantly, they were the first beings to travel across the stars, you know, with the, they were, mm. you know, a very advanced technological race. Uh, again, we don't really know how to a degree i mean we do know that obviously they're very psychically attuned race uh again mm. they've just obviously self-taught themselves really to to uh to travel across the stars uh and basically they're even so they were so powerful they're even capable of affecting dimensions warping things they basically use their technology and their obviously deep understanding of the universe because uh, you know if you've got to remember now at this stage there wasn't any other real or anyone else around <laughs> they were quite mm, you know yeah. not literally but there was not you know there wasn't all the races that you would see you know as yes. of today in the, the 40k obviously. universe so it's you know things were very different back then so again they used you know they had this like i said this deep understanding of the universe and they use it to you know they could use it to create new races which we'll talk about in in due course um, and basically could shape them how they wanted you know they could match mm. them to their sort of you know geographical location their environment and things like that um one of their prominent bits of technology was their warp gates which are very similar to the sort of current 40k eldar webway it was sort of the the you know the precursor to that and and in essence it was a very much more advanced version of the the eldar Mm. webway as well and and obviously they you know that was their way of navigating and traveling around different parts of the galaxies and the universe uh they'd travel Mm. where they wanted really so so basically using this combination of superior tech and psychic ability they could basically create instant faster than light travel that uh, yeah. between all their different worlds and colonies they could like i said could go where they they wanted basically mm. um they they were considered you know arguably they would have been considered the masters of the immaterium uh, at that stage because using their mastery of of like astronomy and astrophysics and you know all that sort of side of things plus obviously in turn their you know very powerful psychic powers um mm. they could basically exploit a very you know in, in air quotes a very calm immaterium because obviously yeah there was no real yeah. there's no chaos around at that time it was a you know it wasn't there's no eye of terror there's no great rift at that time mm. it was mm. you know the universe <laughs> and galaxies were very much more calmer at that stage really especially from yeah. from the warp perspective at least um another thing to really know about the ne- uh, i was gonna say necrons the the old ones is <laughs> <laughs> not yet matt not yet uh they they uh they valued life as well which again mm. is quite a, a unique thing really especially in the current you know only war 40k universe mm. yeah, yeah so they valued life um like i said they would nurture and advance what they would call the younger races because obviously to them mm. you know the what wow. would be eventually yeah. the eldar and things like that were a very younger race compared to them anyway because they were so damn old uh so basically wherever they went they would in a you know in essence spread their seed for a better phrase really Mm. uh creating sort of new intelligent and advanced species to be part of the environment like like i said earlier that best suited them um you know so they were you know they were they were good they were good in in essence really uh so to speak but like I said, let's flip sixty million years ago. That's basically when they're at their peak. You know, as as we know yeah, with a lot of yeah. civilizations, as we know with the Eldar as a perfect example. You know, you always hit your peak, but then mm. things never seem to go right after that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they had a <laughs> they had a, a hand in the Eldar, the the Crook, which are the precursors to the Orcs, mm-hmm. uh, and other species, including really primate 
Earth, obviously, yeah. which is now Terra. They they would have mm. had an influence in that as well. Um, but you know, by mentioning the old ones, or you got to mention the Catan. I mean, they'll see Catan, yes. but we'll yes. call them Catan. Uh, <laughs> they they they. I mean, they're even older than the old ones so mm. they're the old old ones <laughs> they they, uh, they were basically like i said the created like literally at the beginning of time uh mm. so from from basically energy they or yeah. and matter they they were basically you know if you imagine similar to like the big bang theory of, yeah. of you know real life there you know you've got mm. intertwining energies and and chemicals yeah. and all yeah. that so, so basically like a sentient gas cloud Basically, yeah, yeah, point. basically, and then they sort of re- not they were nicely referred to as star vampires, really, because mm. basically they you know these big clouds of energy would go around sapping the energy of of you know of stars and basically you know sucking it out of them. What, mm. what am I thinking of? Is, it, is there like a cartoon that that I've seen that does that? I'm trying. You know, when, you know when something's twigging yeah. in your head, you're thinking, yeah. what am I thinking? Where it literally just. Oh, I can't remember. There's something. No. It'll come to me. No, doing this. yeah, no. I, know <laughs> I have the same feeling. So I know you're right. Like, but. <laughs> yeah, like which which turns planets into like husks, basically, where it just literally just sucks all the energy. Am I thinking Transformers? Am Is I thinking Galactus? that? I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, anyway, and basically, the 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 uh, they basically eventually learned to travel through the cosmos, looking for basically stronger sources because you know these mm. stars, you know, they were tasty, but they weren't tasty enough really. They weren't they weren't <laughs> satisfying that hunger. But mm. uh, but yeah, before we go into depth for them, let's uh, Cameron, let's talk about the Necron tier. Yeah. So, in the far reaches of the galaxy, in an area in 40k known as the Halo Stars, uh, there was a very awful planet to live on. Uh, but life is no sense away. Uh, in this case, the humanoid <laughs> species known as the Necrontier arose on a planet basically under constant radiation storm. Um, it was... <laughs> Lovely. It was an awful place to live. The star was too bright. Everyone was intensely irradiated. There were solar wind storms. Uh, and basically it meant they lived these very short, very miserable lives because you know you're born you live for about five years you get horrific cancer (laughs) from all the radiation and then you die and that was what their civilization civilization dealt with that was like their big cultural touchstone is life is horrible and it's short (laughs) um (laughs) yeah uh basically there's there's a little there's very little information about them in these early times but their lives were short they were uncertain their bodies were blighted and consumed by cancers and other illnesses at an early age uh, and their cities were built in anticipation of the population dying very quickly. Uh, <laughs> basically, because culturally, people's actual lives were these sort of brief flashing things that very quickly and painfully were put out by disease. Um, basically, the culture evolved around the dead, because once you die, then you're something to be respected because you've got out of this hellhole that is our planet, basically. (laughs) So this this is why modern-day Necrons have this big tomb motif, is their cities were built as basically enormous tombs in which the actual Necron tier Mm -hmm. themselves lived as temporary residents until they died, then they became a permanent resident. They got buried. It's great. You go on to the afterlife. Totally. Sure. Whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sort of the permanent lasting structures are there to honor the dead. Um, and by necessity, eventually they left their planet hoping to find somewhere less awful and terrible to live. Um, <laughs> and you know, they, they began making a small empire. They sort of used, cause they didn't have 
massively they had massively advanced technology but not in the way of the imperium or the old ones they moved between planets using stasis crypts so they put a whole bunch of people in deep sleep and they had antimatter powered ships that moved very slowly but moved very reliably so it took them mm-hmm. forever to get there but once they reached a destination stasis would be turned off and all the necron tier within would wake up go about their duty try and colonize a new planet and little by little they spread out in sort of these dynasties uh, colonizing distant worlds and covered a fair bit of the galaxy. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> turns out, m- you know, millions and millions of years evolving <laughs> on a radiation blasted world means cancer is kind of an inbuilt thing at that point. Mm-hmm. So even on other worlds, they still had these quite short, uh, quite blighted lifespans. Uh, and from the earliest days, they were ruled by a government called the Triarch, which is basically a council composed of the three heads of the greatest dynasties. Uh, the head is always known as the Silent King because he never directly mm-hmm. addressed any of the regular Necron tier. He would only talk to the other two members of the Triarch and then they would uh, disseminate his wisdom, as it were. Um, nominally, it was a hereditary position, but because people lived so fast and died so easily, often different dynasties will get their hands on the position of the silent king even though it's meant to be one unbroken line like the monarchy didn't really work out there (laughs) in a way (laughs) um you know and finally you get to sharek i'm gonna say s-z-a-r-e-k-h who was sort of the last of the silent kings uh And th- this is basically the point where, during their solar expansion, the Necrontier had found out about the old ones, and they're like, oh, they seem really cool. They can master the <laughs> Immaterium, we only work within the physical, we don't really do much with the warp, uh, and god, they live just forever. Isn't that cool? Hey, <laughs> hey, old ones, can we live forever? And the old ones looked at him and said, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, mate, it's alright. <laughs> yeah, um, and so, you know... When you already have this culture saying life is short, brutal, and terrible, it's good to be dead. Death is fine. Death (laughs) is great. And then you went, but there's an option, actually, that we could live much longer and not be sick all the time. And then the people who who could provide this massive change to your entire life and culture go, no, actually, we're not going to do that for you. (laughs) Um, It it became sort of a spiritual cancer upon the culture of the Necrontier because there's Mm. this burning jealousy that sort of filled them all with the idea of this other species that has also spread across most of the galaxy is effectively immortal. They're barely physical beings at this point in history, (laughs) to be honest. And yet they're saying that they won't help us. Like, we're not allowed to know their secrets or use their technologies to cure the fact that we are a species of basically, like, terminal cancer patients who have nonetheless done this incredible thing. Like, the the Necrontier did an amazing thing as a group of terminal cancer patients, they spread across the stars and built an empire. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, how well they did, all things considered. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but, you know, they didn't quite get into fighting the old ones right then. They are, there were some conflicts within the dynasties, uh, and they had a series of wars known as the Wars of Secession. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if that had continued on for much longer, the entire species would have been wiped out. But... Basically, the Triarch realized <clears throat> the only hope for unity to stop all the Necrontier killing each other in these sort of wars for power um, was to give them an external enemy to focus on. <laughs> uh, really, the only ones up for it were the old ones. Their justification? They won't tell us how to live longer. <laughs> Which, to be fair, <laughs> not a bad justification. So the Triarch declared war on the old ones. 
and offered amnesty to any secessionists willing to come back into the fold and help them fight the old ones. Uh, which was pretty good, because saying, hey, stop fighting us, <laughs> work with us, we'll make you immortal, is a pretty good, is a pretty good tagline. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, this sort of began the, uh, the war in heaven. It did. And I said, they've now found their common enemy. You know, let's mm. stop bickering, like Cameron said, let's stop bickering amongst ourselves. Let's, you know, let's take on the old ones yeah. for, you know, it's out of pure spite, really, thinking, well, hang on. I mean, I don't blame you know. them. <laughs> no, I, I, I find it odd, actually, that, that they did that. Because, you, like I said, it's funny that the old ones were very much about nurturing and sort of, you know, c- c- helping life. Yet mm. you've got a, like you said, a race of terminally ill you know people and yeah. they're just like nah you, you, we could help you but we're not going to yeah like, it's interesting to see there's no mm. real definitive answer why they didn't try and help them no. it's very strange because you're thinking that's very again unless they spotted something that yeah you know there's some sort of weird premonition mm. thing going on that they spotted yeah. that that but i i don't know yeah or they could um, be moving beyond the physical like we side tangent we see this a lot with the demon primarchs they're not concerned with the physical world so much now that they're so much closer to the warp and you know it's yeah, the point where the true. old ones are beginning to leave physicality behind basically mm. yeah no, that's a good point mm. maybe they just think you know what we're maybe the old ones realized that they they were j- doomed to go that way anyway so yeah that's just the way yeah, it is who knows we can't yeah, help exactly but <laughs> exactly totally helped, but though. uh totally could <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> Right, so yeah, let's uh, let's crack on with the war itself. So, like I said, they've declared war on the old ones. Say, look, let's 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 get them. Those mm. over there, let's let's mm. all take them on. Um, unfortunately, for the Necrontier at this point, it was quite a one-sided affair. Mm. Uh, obviously, with the the old ones having the their warp gates technology on their side, basically they could completely outmaneuver the Necrontier mm. at this point. You know, yeah. they could just bounce bounce around between themselves or between <laughs> different worlds and and planets. Uh, so obviously at this point, the Necrontier realised that wow, we're in a war, we can't win this. <laughs> this yeah. uh, we've we've taken on more than we can chew, basically. So, you know, it's like the equivalent of like swatting away a fly, really. The, mm. You know, the, the old one's like, Get bugger off, go away. <laughs> ne- Necrontier, you're annoying. So the Necrontier basically, after taking a beating, retreated to a place, you know, known as the, the Halo Stars mm. to basically be forgotten for a long time, you mm. know. And, and as you would imagine, after, you know, things are not been great for you. You've been, like I said, you've been, Dealing with the sun that in a environment which is basically giving you short lives, you go mm. to someone that can help you. They reject you. You then, you know, in anger, take them on. You then they they give you a beating as well. So mm. you know, you start harboring a lot of anger and a lot of hate, mm. <laughs> you know, festering. So you, they <laughs> they started. That's basically what happened with the Necrontier. They started not just hating the old ones. They basically started hating everyone. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. In, <laughs> uh, not mincing words, really. So. Which, you know, you can understand to a degree. They're not, you know, they're not enjoying life, really. Mm. So, as happened before, the Necrontier started infighting again Mm. and and would rather have had, you know, to the point where some of the Necrontier would have rather have a treaty been agreed with the old ones Mm. than this to hand. You know, it's like, come on, we're now, we're fighting ourselves again after all that's happened. You know, we're back to square one. You know, because this sort of, you know, second war of uh, succession, uh, the infighting was even, even worse because obviously they're even more pissed off than they were (laughs) the previous time. So it was even, even worse. And, and, you know, due to their hatred and, and, and probably desperation more than anything, Mm. really. So at this point the old ones 
could have finished them off, but, you know, didn't at this point. Um, mm. And thanks to some lucky stars appearing, so to speak. Um, <laughs> contact the... Star. <laughs> exactly. That's what, that's, this is what the Necrons, Necrontier were doing, basically. They were just mm. all... Uh, Praying and, uh, you know, like Pinocchio, were hoping that they would be turned into something else. And they sort of were, really. Mm. Um, so contact was made with the, the, the Catan at this point. Um, there's mixed, mixed re, or not mixed reasons. There's mixed opinions of how contact was made. There's some say it was like a simple, you know, probe was sent and the, the Catan found them that way. But, and the, the, the one explanation, which I think is probably more likely is mm. that they, they, the, the Catan sought out the Necrontier because obviously they could literally feel their <laughs> hatred across mm, the stars yeah. again, so to speak. So uh, whatever way, whatever happened, they came into contact with each mm. other. So the Necrontier basically worshipped these these new found star gods. It reminded mm. them of their, you know, of days past and the gods that they used to worship once upon a time as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and even more impressive, they somehow found a way to communicate with them as well. Because mm. again, you're talking about these big, like camera said, these big gas clouds that are, mm. that are sucking the energy of stars and some, and you know, Necrontier, a, a humanoid type race, you know, mm. they, they somehow yeah. managed to, I say, communicate with each other, which is very impressive. Um, you know, considering that these are, you know, these gas clouds can be the size of a board bigger than a planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so after forging this contact, the Necrontier, uh, looked to find bodies, you know, in, in air quotes for them to inhabit. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is what is now known as the, the, li- you know, the living metal shells now known as uh, Necrodermis that mm-hmm. we know of obviously the Necrons of today. Yeah. Um, so basically they built these bodies so that basically the, the Catan could, you know, could take, take over the, you know, mm. take over these shells and, and be in a, again, a humanoid esque type form as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was supposedly done with a star bridge, which sounds quite cool. That mm. sounds like a very cool thing yeah. you would have done. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> so as, you know, with the Catan being, as you'd imagine, as being, as beings of unimaginable power, because they've been congregating this power as they've been drifting along, um, and not being used to a physical form, they adjusted to this and began to enjoy it. It was sort of, mm. you know, bordering, bordering Sinesh like really I, in some ways where they're like oh i like this i mm. like this physical form um and and the key thing to know with the Catan is don't trust them no um <laughs> one's so, literally you know, called I mean, the deceiver the, yeah like, exactly. it's in the title Another, and, <laughs> exactly the clue is there do not <laughs> do not believe them so you know they started inhabiting these necrodermis shells so to speak uh they like i said they 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 like the feeling the tingle because they could literally they 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 were getting to the point now they're so bored of of eating and devouring stars that they basically fed they could feel the energy of just being so close to the net frontier just mm-hmm. in, a, in a you know in a in a vicinity of them they could feel the the energy and they were like oh that mm-hmm. sounds that uh, sounds much more tasty <laughs> so <clears throat> as Cameron said we've got the deceiver now that comes into the mix this is a, this particular Catan approached the Silent King of, of the time um, basically you know told him a story said. You know what? Those old ones, you hate them. God, we hate them too. God, don't don't get me started on those old ones. Oh, they, you know, they knock over our beer. They they've done all sorts to us. They've um <laughs> and so basically tells the Silent King of this story where that yeah, the Catan ended up fighting them way in the past as well, and, and also we lost and we went into hiding as well, just like you Necrontier mm. did as well. Oh, you know, look at this. We're we're like we're like brothers. You know, mm. we got mm. we've uh, you know and sisters. We've got <laughs> you know a connection here, and so 
I mean, there's no categoric proof that that story was true or not. I, you know, it's a mm. common thing that it probably was a lie, but it doesn't matter. It was it either was or it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the deceiver used this story to offer a deal to the Necrontier, uh, and you know, and said, look. You know, if you team up with us, you know, we'll, you know, we'll give you our power. You know, we'll team up. We both hate the old ones. Mm-hmm. You know, let's be, let's be part of the same team. So for, you know, for a year or so, the, uh, the Silent King and the, you know, the, tri- the uh, Triarch, um, basically pondered this deal for a while thinking, you know, mm. they don't want to make a hasty decision, obviously taking <laughs> a year to think about it. Uh, you know, you had a court, uh, you know, a courtsman called, um, Orican that basically claimed it would end their souls but he got ignored mm. <laughs> and how true was that in the end but you know that's the way it goes so you know they pondered and they thought yep yeah, go on then you know let, let's let's we agree to this so the the Catan, you know in, inadvertently now are taking even going to take it even further hold of the yeah. uh on the net frontier uh like i said there you know it's you've gone gone from worshiping and impressing them you know and things like that you know and you can imagine <laughs> the the Catan are lapping it up at this point oh, yeah. you know because they're, they're they're just laughing to themselves really this sort of how they've been manipulating the net frontier um but obviously this also brought out this really cruel behavior of the katan mm. i mean it probably always was there but you know it's like anything when you have too much power and too much manipulation of a situation it you know it comes to the forefront really um so yeah let's talk about them becoming metal so obviously now armed with this immense power and incredible starships the the katan offered a way, you know, offered a way to deal with this sort of, the, you know, the dying condition of the Necrontier. Say, look, okay, here's the deal. You know, we can give you this situation where you take, you swap your flesh. You don't want your flesh anymore. We know that's weak and, and mm. it causes you to die. We'll swap it for Necrodermis. That sounds a good deal, doesn't it? You know, and you won't be weak anymore. You know, you'll be great. You'll be nice and powerful. No dying. That's yeah. that's what you want, isn't mm. it? Immortality. Obviously, the Necrodermis exactly you know so the necrotier were like yes please and they agreed to this and they knocked up these huge like bio furnaces and for days and weeks basically you know imagine it was like almost like a queue queue system of necrotier queuing up having their their soul you know taken out of them and their they're basically the this the katan were feet literally literally feeding on the waste that was left over of the flesh and they were obviously put into these you know these metal bodies so to speak Mm. um and obviously, as you'd imagine, the katana are growing stronger, feeding off all this sort of fleshy cast off. It was, ugh, so, yeah. it's a lovely term, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and, uh, and the souls of the net contair, obviously, as well. So, and, you know, obviously at this point, the silent king is like, bugger, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> I think we've, we've, uh, come up a cropper here so uh, obviously realized that their fate was sort of going out of their hands now so so and i think he, he, the silent king really noticed this obviously he went through the procedure himself you know he realized yeah. that he was physically stronger he was now immortal but you know obviously lacking in soul really mm. um and now this is effectively where they become the necrons at yeah. this point yeah. now they're not known as the the necron tier anymore um, every Necrontier was boosted by this procedure, just like the, the Silent King was, mm-hmm. obviously at the cost of their invid, in, you know, being individuals. Yeah. Uh, with the Silent King granted also, which is quite a key thing, the, what's known as the command protocols as well. Mm-hmm. So basically, inadvertently control his race, you know, like it's like having a, like a big master switch and, mm. a, and a, joyst- a joystick. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, which obviously, you know, the Silent King thought, oh, this is great at first. I can literally command my whole race, but obviously, that even that become quite tiresome as well. Uh, there was a few of the stronger Necrontier that retained a part of their being in mind, but no one was truly the same. You know, yeah. it was, but well, actually, most of them were nowhere near the same anymore. <laughs> so, 
things are ramping up now. The Necrontier reveled in this new power um, and took and took to the stars, as you'd imagine. Obviously, going on what was being promised to them, they they built their tomb ships and combined with the Catan, uh, would be able to match the old ones in a you know in a it's basically a, a physical universe versus the Immaterium fight. That's basically what yeah. it ended up yeah. sort of turning <laughs> into. Uh, the Catan, with their power, sort of fed off the Necron or Necron Necrontier uh, to destroy planets, and they could summon black holes to destroy mm. whole systems. You know, things were going you know going crazy now at this <laughs> point. The Necrons basically surged forward to attack the old ones wherever they were. Uh, with and that's obviously where the younger races came into it. With the younger races were sort of helping out as much as they could, but ended up with their life forces being taken by the Catan. You know, mm, the Catan and yeah. the Necrons combined were kicking ass at this point. <laughs> and so, you know, as you're getting towards the end of the war, the Necrons gained even more of an up hand via what's known as the Dolmen Gates. These are these mm. living stone portals. Yeah. Uh, and they could use that to access the webway, um, which was due to the help of one of the Catan. And these were quite cool because basically you'd have a situation where the webway or these, you know, the, the, uh, their version of the webway for the old ones, the, the web gates would basically react to when they could feel breaches mm. from the Dolmen Gates. Mm. So, in in essence, the Necrons would have to be in and out as quickly as possible yeah. <laughs> before things yeah. got, you know, before it swallowed them up. <laughs> um, and so, you know, now we got to the point where the Catan and the Necrons were basically, a, you know, were dominating all the races around and basically treating them like sports or, or mm. cattle. You know, yeah. they're basically becoming, you know, you know, treating them like slaves as such. Um, <laughs> and obviously... As we know, the you know the Catan are getting more and more powerful, more in energy. But obviously, the problem is with that the hunger increases as well. It's never ceasing. So even to the point that they would compete with each other. Yeah. You know, you'd have you know so it, which would lead to even more destructions. Pan- planets would be built and then destroyed within a you know within minutes of you know because two Catan <laughs> decided to fight each other. And obviously, it came to the point where Catan were even consuming other Catan, mm. and obviously that was thinning their numbers as well. So. You know, they got, they're on top now, but, you know, as always, things go worse, don't they, Cameron? Yeah, yeah. They didn't quite get all the old ones just yet, so maybe celebrating a wee bit too soon. Look, if we can't control the physical universe to the degree that the Catan can, we just need to make more powerful warp-based weapons. And what colour is the warp, Matt? I'll tell you. It's green. <laughs> um, it's green. <laughs> basically... If you can make a psychically powerful enough race that can use psychic powers and the warp to its own advantage every single second of a fight, that might be enough for them to hold up against the Catan. And so, a lot of uh, a lot of Xenos races were nurtured. Uh, one was the Eldari, was sort of brought even higher up into primacy. So, like, obviously, this is why all Eldar are so psychic. Is there was an era, there was a time in the War in Heaven where the old ones went, ah, crap. Crap, we need more, we need more smites. We need more smites on the table. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there are a lot of other races got uplifted as well. There were the Jokero, uh, which are still around, those little orangutans that are really good with technology. Uh, and in particular, yep. the Croc were created, uh, precursors mm. to the orcs, obviously. Uh, and you know, the thing is, you, you gotta remember, this whole war is taking place over millennia. Like, it's not a, it's not a quick war. Like, this is why there's enough <laughs> yeah, time for yeah. the old ones to manipulate whole species into changing like this. Uh, but finally, the old ones' creations begin to brawl, begin to bear fruit, but, you know, Katana and Necrons are still kind of steamrolling across the galaxy. Um, but, 
eventually the Catan's empire began to shatter between between all the infighting between the fact that none no, none of the necrons or the Catan can use psychic powers because they are all completely soulless um means they're very vulnerable ironically enough then they're, mm-hmm. they're not like pariahs or like um like blanks in Warhammer 40k who are an anti psyker they are just completely non psychic so it's not like they suppress psychic powers like a like a no. like a null would no uh they're just kind of uh, all, all they have is electromagnetism that's all they have uh turns out uh you get enough psychically empowered races together you can sort of eventually push this back uh the Catan stopped eating each other for this <laughs> they went okay no okay, <laughs> we should actually the few of us that's left should probably band together we maybe got a little bit cocky there for a few thousand years <laughs> just, just maybe um and this is this is really interesting because the Catan solution to this was to shut the material realm completely off from the warp. Uh, and they began at a place everyone knows, Cadia. Cadia was their Yay. experimentation ground. All those pylons all over Cadia were created by the Necrons and the Catan as a test for basically pinning down reality to make sure that the warp couldn't interfere with it. Uh, which is really interesting because it's why the Eye of Terror stopped at Cadia. It's why Cadia maintained a really stable area of space. Um, and I mean, I guess presumably psychers might have a little difficulty on Cadia. I mean, it's all moot now. Cadia, Cadia falls. Um, <laughs> but like, spoiler. Yeah, spoilers. Um, but like, it, it's really, really interesting because like, all, all these areas all throughout Warhammer 40,000 current where the Great Rift didn't quite open through, like, for example, Vigilus and um, other parts of the Nakmun Gate, these are here because the Catan went, we can't fight all these orcs, we can't fight all these Eldar, we can't fight the last few old ones while they still maintain psychic supremacy. Let's start literally nailing reality down and saying, this (laughs) is where the physical world reigns supreme. That's what those pylons do. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, it's had these massively long-lasting effects. Like, 60 million years later, those two worlds connected by pylons open up the Nightwing Gauntlet and let us have the Vigilist stuff that we've been going on and on about these last few (laughs) months. Yeah, yeah. Last few weeks. Um, It's really cool. Uh, And it was Mm. basically, at this point, it was a matter of time um, (laughs) before before they won because you know they can just keep doing this across the galaxy and eventually they'll have everything pinned down and they'll reign supreme there won't be any ability to do psychic power but the old one old ones didn't quite think about the consequences of raising a whole bunch of very violent warlike races to psychic powers (laughs) uh, which is the warp the immaterial which is really calm for the old ones they'd never known it any other way uh, suddenly got very, very violent. Uh, and this is where chaos begins to really come, come out. This, this is where chaos began was 60 million years before the current day of Warhammer 40,000. Um, because presumably the orcs, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the pin on this one. The orcs probably created corn. I, I know there's a lot of people who are like, no, it's Genghis Khan. <laughs> like, listen, no, it was definitely the orcs though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to argue, but you're yeah. wrong. It's definitely yeah. the orcs. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah. the orcs. Look, the thing is, all these psychically empowered races running around, having violent lives, having to fight off these soulless, terrifying machines creates mirrors of emotion because, like, the warp is a mirror emotionally to reality, which means, I guess, means the old ones were really super chill as well, incidentally. Like, yeah. they were really calm as an entire species for this not to have happened earlier. Um,. <laughs> 
I mean, the real problem with this is uh, the realm of chaos properly formed. Like, the warp became a super dangerous mm. place all of a sudden. These massive psychic predators formed. Clearly, this is the beginnings of the chaos gods. You know, they they were always there, but this is when they showed themselves uh, because the warp is eternal, etc., etc. Time is weird in the warp. Um, and we actually... I feel we mentioned this a while back, but um, the enslavers? I feel we mentioned them offhandedly an episode or two ago. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah, I think it was when we were talking about monsters and creatures that they would like to see mm. back in the 40k universe yeah. or prominent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically, the, the these brand new warp predators kept trying to push into reality all over the place, and some of them did break through. Um, yeah, and the Croc and the Jokero in particular were uplifted again and again, trying to fight this basically influx of demons suddenly coming into reality the old one's like oh crap we didn't think of this oh no oh no um basically the problem with the old ones version of the webway was it was a little too much in the warp mm-hmm. and so it was much easier to be breached uh to the point where the old ones had to destroy warp gates themselves to stop demons just continually spilling out of them <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know we this world's fine we have to break any ability to ever get here again to keep it safe, which is, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty sad, honestly. But the worst of this all was the enslavers. These were like warp entities that were able to psychically dominate uh, the younger races, like, you know, the Eldar, the Orcs, the Jokeros and stuff, and transmute and possess these these nascent psychers to create mm-hmm. actual portals to bring them through, as then they would infect other sentient creatures nearby and make more portals and bring through more enslavers. Uh, it's basically a Pandora's box. The old one didn't know exactly what they were doing when they just <laughs> opened the keys for psychic power on everyone's brains and went, There's, there could be no downsides to this. This is fine. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, this kind of broke the old ones. Between having to fight the Catan, having to fight these constant warp entities that they have no idea how to deal with, obviously, because they've never had to deal with anything like this before. Uh, it was bas- it basically appeared to be the end of the world. The old ones scattered, they fled or went extinct, it's uncertain. Um and you know, this this is sort of bring us to the end of the war of heaven. Oh war in heaven, not war mm-hmm. of heaven. Uh you know, the, the <laughs> silent king who's been he's been he's been uh not entirely happy with what's going on. He's wanted to betray the Catan, but he's been smart. He's been patient, he's gone. We can't fight them. They made us like this. We can't fight them right now. We need to wait until they're vulnerable. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, he knew even if he killed them off right now, he would have to finish the war in heaven against the old ones by himself without the Catan. So he waited until the old (laughs) ones were utterly defeated. Uh, they, They all died or they all fled. It's uncertain again. But it's time to bring the Catan to account. The hated enemy was finally defeated, the Catan were exhausted, and all the Necrons turned around and basically rebelled all at once. Because it, it turns out if you if you give one person the ability to command an entire species that you treat as your own private army, it's it's best not to annoy that one person. No. <laughs> Why did we put command protocols in? Yeah. No. Yeah. And you know, the Catan were like, We're gods, basically. We really are gods. Like just like the Necron tier said, all those long ago, well, obviously gods. We're we're invulnerable and mortal and the, then the Necron brings out the star <laughs> cannon and just like look, they're right, they can't be destroyed, they can be broken into tiny, tiny little pieces and scattered all across the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and you know, Sharek knew this, the Silent King knew this, he was ready. To, to basically pick up each of the pieces, stick it in an infinite labyrinth 
which is a tesseract <laughs> vault, basically. Yep. Um, yep, yeah, that's right. Bounds binds up all these shards, sort of like a genie in a bottle. And it was a it was a pretty high cost of victory. Like the Katan were one of the few things able to contr- completely destroy the newly reborn Necrons. So like millions of them perished properly, permanently. But they were in command of their own destiny. Uh, no. At which at which point the Silent King goes, "Yeah, okay, we really screwed the pooch on this one. We're going to take a break. <laughs> we're going to take yeah, a break. Reset. <laughs> we've, we've gotten rid of the Katan. We've gotten rid of the old ones." We probably right now can't deal with all these green things and all these big headed space elves running around. <laughs> so we'll wait. Yeah. We'll give it 60 million years or so. Hey, everyone, go to sleep. Go back to your planets. Lock yourselves <laughs> yeah. up in your coffins and go to sleep. This is grade one command. You know, this yep. is my last use of the command protocols. He sends them all to sleep, basically giving time for the enslaver plague to die off, giving time for the younger races mm-hmm. to hopefully disappear or die off on their own. So, you know... The idea here being, we'll go to sleep for 60 million years. We can afford to do this. No one's going to die of old age in their sleep in this in this particular instance. No. <laughs> and hopefully by the time we wake up, no one else will be alive and it'll just be us and our nice quiet galaxy again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love how wrong they were. <laughs> oh, they were really wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and so everyone went to sleep. They turned all the cities into big tomb co- complexes filled with stasis crypts. Let the Eldar do whatever. They're not going to last forever. Uh, they'll be gone by the time we wake up um everyone goes to sleep and then the silent king breaks the command protocols that let him control everyone and sails off into oblivion like he doesn't he doesn't join he doesn't rejoin his own species he's just gone out somewhere yeah presumably yeah maybe he's what the tyrants are running from who knows (laughs) yeah Yeah, good point yeah yeah it's it's an interesting tale, isn't it? When you sort of think about it, yeah. And then and then you know uh, the- they woke up and there were the there were the space marines and the orcs and the elder like ah, crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm primarily didn't sleep long enough. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, it's it's. I, I like I said I think it's a really interesting tale. To be mm. fair, I really like it. I think it's such a good way to show how mm. how the Necrons have come their way and it's just and i know there's obviously a lot of wishy-washy information Mm. back then obviously it's just more just vague you know references that you know Mm. about but i I love it i like the fact that they like so they've just put themselves sleep you know intentionally just go right okay we need a long we need a long 60 million year spa break (laughs) so uh, just just to chill Mm. and uh so yeah no it's it's good yeah it's uh, i really i really like that story i really uh, like the background i actually really like how vague it is in general like i like there's not a lot of specifics this was this was in dinosaur times this was going on like yeah it should be vague and also the idea because when we covered the war in heaven we said the war in heaven not that one technically they are kind of the same one like the, yeah, the Eldar yeah. mythology of the War in Heaven is at least partially based off events during this time. So, like, presu- mm. presumably the old ones representing Cain and Vol and all that had a bit of spat during yeah. the fight and things like that. And, like, they are interconnecting to a degree. Like, <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's just confusing when they've used the same yeah. name yeah. for the... I mean, it's <laughs> technically the same complex, event, but-, but one's, like, a subset of one, Ye- and yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. But, uh... But yeah, no, it's like I said, it's really interesting, and it's and it's also nice to to talk and and theorize and and hear about the 
the races mm. that are not always at the forefront. Yeah. You know, like Necrons do oh, do yeah. sort of. No, I don't want to say they get forgotten about, but it's just what they're one of those races where you don't always know. Again, similar to when we mm. spoke about the the Eldar version, of the War in Heaven. It's nice to talk about stuff where you're like, well, yeah, but actually, how did it come about? <laughs> you know, it's just it's not always common knowledge for everyone. Yeah. So. I always like I always like when we have these history lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I hope you know people listen. I hope you've uh, learned something new from uh, <laughs> from this version of the War in Heaven. It's uh, definitely always cool to talk about this sort of stuff. So, yeah, so we'll take our last little break now, and then when we return, we're going to have the final part of our show, which is the discussion topic. And um, so we'll take a break now, and we're then going to talk about big realms and even bigger battles. Back soon. And welcome back. It's discussion topic time. It's returned because from memory, we didn't have it last main episode. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we don't of, have one in a little while. Exactly. Because of, of special <laughs> anniversary episodes and time and yeah. space yeah. and things like that. So yes, we're excited. <laughs> yeah, got there's to- no room for all this extra <laughs> digital content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the warp has sent us one down. We've got a discussion topic. And as said at the start of the show, we're asking from an AOS point of view, which realm would you like to see a major future major conflict centered on and, and why? And obviously what's... Uh, what's reasons for it mm. so uh, so cameron and i have got a few suggestions ourselves, um and yep. then we've got a couple off discord and we've got quite a few from twitter as well so i'll read out your suggestions as mm. well which is really cool so uh, yeah let's get on it uh cameron what's your first thought gonna go straight to 100 and go azir Oy. there needs to be there needs to be a future major mess of a battle up in Azir because <laughs> there's there's one thing that bothers me with Age of Sigma and it's they go, hey, this one realm is completely inviolate though. No problems ever since that one time Sigma went down and killed like sixty percent of the population. <laughs> it's fine. It's perfectly safe. There's no danger unless you're a heretic. It's fine. I'm like <laughs> look, something's gonna get in there somehow. Skaven can go wherever they want for a start. God, that'll be a thing. Like, Skaven just accidentally opened a gnaw hole into, like, one of the soul mills and just all the Stormcast souls drain out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm laughing because, uh, well, you'll mm. find out You'll find out in a minute. Sorry, carry on. Mm, mm. But, like, yeah, it feels odd. Like, I understand Age of Sigma is more hopeful than 40k. You can be hopeful and still have, like, the threat of the, the, the realm of the quote-unquote good guys is not perfectly safe. Like, I feel... I feel Azir being the only realm never constantly under siege is fine, but it should be under siege every now and again. That's, yes. that's basically the limits of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was laughing because my first suggestion was Azir. And ah, mm-hmm. the ba- the, the, my, ba- my um, battle was Stormcast Eternals versus the Skaven. Um, yes! <laughs> we have achieved symbiosis. <laughs> Even without knowing it. So yeah, I, 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 for the same reasons, except, but I had a slight, I did think of the, um, you know, where they, they produce a Norhol somehow mm. in Azir, but my, this is what I was thinking would be a really cool thing to happen is yeah. that Skaven take down some of the Caradron overlord ships. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like the, uh, Grunstock gun haulers and those sort of ones. Um, and basically they, then if, they sort of take them down, but not so that they're damaged that they're not working, just sort of just mm. incapacitate them for a bit. Obviously mm. take out, you know, any, you know, take out any Dwardin that are around. Yeah. And they basically infuse them with warp fire. Okay. Yep. And then, yep. and then 
they sort of, with any of the Dwarden that they haven't killed, they use them to disguise mm-hmm. them, and then they travel up, right? Okay? Yeah. And yeah. then and then you'd have basically like things like, obviously, assassins from, like, Clan Eshin sneaking off the ships mm. into the mm. realm, causing trouble, okay? Yeah. Um, and then it would culminate, obviously, in a massive, huge fight where they're sort of, you know, bringing up loads of Skaven up, up, to, the, uh, the, up to the realms. And then, basically... Um, You'd have a situation where, obviously, to combat, you know, to combat this, the Stormcast Eternals will send down, down a load of Star Drakes to flush out the gnaw holes that are directly below us here, yeah. to basically yeah. flush out the uh, the Skaven. So, <laughs> yeah, I had similar thoughts That'd to you. Cool. That, that, yeah, yeah that, that's weird, isn't it? That, that was, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll cons- see how close this gets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's uh, it's weird that that we only consulted on this, and both our first suggestions yeah. are pretty much bang yeah. on. <laughs> I don't yeah. think we'll. Ha- I don't think we'll. Uh, will have the same thoughts on the other two just looking at mine i'm thinking Ooh. if he if he predicts this that'd be amazing Ooh. but <laughs> we'll see we'll see chance okay um yep. yeah go well, for it i, I guess i'll go with my second then uh, my second one's all goo okay um yeah yeah i feel i've missed the mark somehow um <laughs> yeah yeah so we're, we've lost it now <laughs> good good i think i think it'd be a bit too weird if we had the exact same three um, yeah true <laughs> i, I want to see all because i want the big moment of um, I, I want to see what it looks like when a tear opens from outside a realm into it. Cause I want, mm. I want Marathi to get distracted. I want Malarian to get distracted. Cause at the moment they have all these hosts of Slanesh pouring into Ulgu, right? And like, you know, the, the realm is naturally like a labyrinth of shadows and things that drives people mad, but they still have to fight. I want Marathi to be distracted for long enough that she realizes she stopped paying attention to the bindings on Slanesh and has accidentally building her army's been pulling even more souls than she's meant to and i just want to see yeah. slanesh crash like like a fist through a soap bubble directly into ulgu and like just to see like the actual chaos god slanesh in the physical model realms even if it's only for like a short period of time i think would be interesting to see the effect that could have yeah and, like as as a long-term change on on that realm have ulgu permanently changed because my guys, a literal chaos god actually physically touched this place. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was actually here. It was right there. That's its hoof print. <laughs> They're crushing that one mountain. Yeah. Um, and I feel it would also be really good for the narrative because you could do Host of Slanesh versus Daughters of Cain, or you could go yeah. out there, Host of Slanesh versus, versus Shadow Elves, because an event like this would force Malarian to show his hand, which I think yeah. is the only way we're going to see what he's up to. <laughs> yeah, good shot. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise he's going to just shroud and disguise it for the rest of time. We may <laughs> never get our beautiful Shadow Elves, which I want yeah. so badly. We will. Uh- <laughs> Believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right. Okay, cool. Um, my my next one is uh, Chamon, um, which Ooh, is good choice. Good choice. Because I mean, obviously, that I, I mean, that's one. It's one of my favourite realms, just because it's weird. Because yeah. obviously, it's even so though it's awesome. a, it's <laughs> even though it's obviously a realm of metal, it's it's mm. a it's a realm of weird stuff. There's like oh, there's yeah. weird chemical imbalances, and I mean, obviously, it's it's Zinch's you know, arguably favourite mm. realm for a reason, and obviously that sort yeah. of summarises it really. I mean, I I just think because because you, you can have all this weird quirkiness in there, and, and one of the, the one of the things that I think is really cool in in uh, Chamon mm. is the uh, what's known as the Silver Way. Basically, the Silver Way is a a realm gate that leads to all other realms, but it's only one yeah, way, yeah. as in literally the, the, sil- the, you know, the bridge, so to speak, the silver mm. bridge will literally disintegrate behind you as you go. So I'm oh, thinking okay. of a, a corn dark oath versus disciples of Zinch 
battle, Ooh, right? Okay. Oh, so it's almost radical. like a it's almost like a weird reverse of uh, War Queen, really. <laughs> Obviously, two gods that hate each other naturally, Corn yeah, yeah. uh, and Zinch. Um, the reason I'm th- sort of thinking this battle because there is a, just in Chamon there is a lot of of uh, Dark Oath tribes just. There is anyway. That's just, there's a lot of them. So I'm just thinking you could have like literally the biggest Dark Oath army that's ever been joined Mm. together. Again, some, I'm just thinking Mm. War Queen, but on a bigger scale. Uh, but obviously blood for the blood god in this sort of sense. (laughs) At the moment, historically, as far as I know, unless something's contradicted this, Rosinch is in control of the Silver Way of that particular realm gate as Mm. of this moment. So I'm thinking Corn, you know, pushes these Dark Oath tribes to make a break for the silver way because ultimately corn's thinking that if they take it off zinch's hands a ha 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 zinch um <laughs> and b um, and b if they can then take all their their soldiers and dark Oath all into all the other realms mm. more blood for the yeah. blood god you know the more exactly. exposure the better so Does you know i'm just get to azir uh, it can't it, no reason why it can't i mean from oh, again well, there it's, you go. it's not an actual realm gate so like it's it yeah be I, locked off I no guess. well Ooh. i don't know i mean that's i get there's minimal information on it i'm, I'm just yeah, only going yeah. on what i know oh, that's really interesting but like yes yeah, so it it just says it can go to it is a realm gate technically it just it can go to other realms it's just what technically yeah it doesn't it, it didn't stipulate it didn't say all of them apart from azir but it just <laughs> it, yeah, uh, yeah. but it's, it is one way that's it's a one-way ticket but yeah that's you know, really for corn, he won't care. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, so you can have this because, as, as at the moment, it's guarded by a lot of demons of Zinch. So I'm just thinking you can have like Zinch cultists that are, that yeah. are within yeah. the Dark Oath ranks. You know, you can have a lot of you know Zinch being Zinch, basically. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. I just think I just think it would just be a really cool. You know, I know it's a mm. classic battle between Zinch and Corn, but. I just think that'd be quite cool with the, the motives uh, behind it, yeah. really, and also yeah. any excuse to have more Dark Oath stuff going on, really. Mm, awesome yeah i cool. really like that um uh, what's cool. your and last choice third is Gur, the realm of beasts <laughs> uh because this is one thing gork and mork has kind of been out of the spotlight for most of age of sigma like he's got a little bit in the age of myth but that's not representative of the current age like he's just not around it seems like, yep. You know, he, he, he ate mountains, he bit moons, he was bitten by spiders, um, <laughs> he <laughs> headbutted Sigma and all that kind of stuff, but that was, that was way back when. He's not been seen for ages, it feels like. Like, all the other gods we know are around and active. Like, we see them around and we see them active. Like, Sigma's obviously out here making sure Stormcasts are doing what's right, he's keeping an eye on everything. Alarial's literally out there on the front lines, Nagash <laughs> literally out there on the front lines, Marathi not really a god, but she's getting close there, that kind of thing. But then Gork and Walker, we just don't hear about him. And I feel it would be prime for because there's um God, what's the name of that city? The prophecy city, uh Oh Excelsis. Excelsis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is in Gur, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel it would be really, pr- it, it would be a really interesting narrative development to have kind of a similar motivation that Nagash had for Soul Wars, where Nagash is really angry that Sigma and all the other gods keep nicking souls, which are meant to be his, but have Gork and Morka really, really ticked off by basically colonialism in the realm of Gur, whereby, you know, the forces of order come in and begin imposing order. They cut down the forests, <laughs> they build their cities. <laughs> That's awful. That, that, is, that is the exact opposite of what Gorkamorka wants. I would love to see 
set around Excelsis, Excelsis, see like a free guilds versus bone splitters battle. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Or even just, even just like destruction unified, have, have the children of Gorkamorka as, as like a, not, maybe not a battle term, but just like an overarching like threat. And you know, yeah, Gork- yeah well, we cool. know Gorkamorka wants to do the greatest warg ever to roll over all the realms. Might <laughs> as well start in Gur, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Very and cool. You, sir. My last choice is also Gur. Um, hey, so we got two, we two out of three. Apparently. Right, yeah. I mean, again, similar reasons. I think that Gur has got a lot of potential. Obviously, you know, you've got a lot of random uh, Auric tribes. You've got obviously got the Beast Court Raiders there. You've got, mm. you know, it's a, a wonderland of fighting, really, isn't it, really? Mm. It's got, it's got, it's, uh, <laughs> so I, 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 I was thinking, right, here we go. All right. Now I've got a three-way battle going on here okay Ooh. right it all starts with nagash okay yep. so nagash is going to the place which is known as the gargant's graveyard okay ah. so this is basically where there's a massive graveyard of like huge you know creatures mm. basically yeah. that have obviously died obviously and <laughs> so nagash basically goes to the gargant's graveyard because to help his cause he's going to raise the largest skeletons in the mortal realm, basically. Okay. So, mm, you, mm. so obviously, you know, Gorka Morka and Iron Jaws, Bleach Call Raiders, don't take, you know, don't take kind to this. And it's like, hang on, don't yeah. come into our realm and start mucking around the gash. You know, we <laughs> see what you've done at other places. You don't want to come here and do it. So, obviously, you then you've got legions of Nagash versus the Iron Jaws and the Beast Call Raiders. Okay. Having a massive mm-hmm. scrap. He then manages to get some of these huge skeletons up and running. Okay. Yep. Yep. At turn, because in, in the, in the uh, there's a lot of forest, a lot of different various forests that the Sylvaneth inhabit as well. So mm. the Sylvaneth and inha- uh, basically spot what's good, what Nagash is doing. They then send word to the, the Stormcast Eternals, obviously, because obviously they yep. have that weird alliance between them. Um, so basically you've got this massive, Battle Royale, where you've got Legion of Nagash versus Iron Jaws and Belize Call Raiders and the Sylvaneth and uh, Stormcast Eternals. I mean, they could end up fighting each other mm. because, you know, Beast yeah. Call Raiders and Iron Jaws will just fight everyone anyway, especially the Iron Jaws. So, yeah, you've got this massive fight going on between them. Uh, you can have it a situation, a situation where the skeletons go out of control, uh, basically. Yeah. So they become yeah. almost, like we've said before, from a narrative point of view, where you've got these sort of neutral units you know where they're just sort of literally mm. fighting everything so you'd have this massive war where like i said legion of gas iron jaws beast called raider Sylvanas, stormcast and weird mental out of control <laughs> skeletons mm. as well mm. going on yeah that'd be awesome. so yeah I love yeah that. that's Excellent. my gur version <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that's our versions of you know yeah. things we would think would be really cool to see uh now let's talk about the listener ones so right so we've got a couple on our discord um do you want to kick off yeah uh nardis noctum starts us off Mm -hmm. with the realm of chaos because chaos um yep i mean technically we already got that in wrath and rapture (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah no i think that'd be really cool to see something focused in like a big narrative thing that actually drives the narrative forward focused in an internal conflict yeah, in the realm no, of chaos. Totally like agree. that'd be cool demon v demon like I-, I don't know like um 
Zinch finally has enough and tries to burn the Nurgle's guts. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that would be really yeah. interesting to see. The fallout from that would be interesting. Mm. To get that, get that factionalism, like, uh, clearly Korn and Nurgle mm. would team up because they're both actually quite good buds. Korn wants things yeah. killed. Nurgle likes things to be dead. Maybe Slanesh and the Great Horned Rat <laughs> would side with Zinch. We'd see how this yeah. plays out with the, the cool. two big heavy hitters versus the mm. three less less prominent chaos gods i think it'd be interesting yeah, yeah. definitely and because <laughs> chaos never a true because chaos yeah reason ever said <laughs> <laughs> so next is uh, sigmund frude uh he says answered elves versus undead but not not nagash uh, mm-hmm. Tomb kings and vampire counts would make great enemies of nagash and sigmar too uh, maybe they uh they trap in souls so neither if the big boys can use them yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah actually yeah that's what soul yeah. blight does, right? It yeah. literally blights the soul, so it can't be... Can't be changed. Yeah. Can't be changed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And also, again, it'd be nice it. to get, obviously, the undead going that's not necessarily the legions mm-hmm. and the gash. Like I said, vampire mm-hmm. counts, because they're in a bit of a weird state, obviously, now. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. in a bit of limbo, aren't they? And obviously, Tomb Kings yeah. is obviously a different topic again. So yeah. It'd be nice to see yeah. soul blight. Uh, come on, I did, I did talk to a guy on Thursday who literally just bought 10 blood knights, so bless him for trying to keep oh. them alive. Oh, they're expensive as well. They're like, expensive, financially, but they are they're beautiful. Expensive. Yeah, that's them. true. They are really yeah. actually quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I like okay, that. Net. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I do too. Um, mm. Drew64, Pillar of the Community, says, mm. Azir, the heavens ablaze would be an awesome backdrop. Yes. 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 Yeah. Like, like we were saying, they got, they got it easy up there. They need, they need, oh, yeah. to, they they need a shock. Joint. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, no, definitely. And the last one on our Discord from, obviously, the other, mm-hmm. another Pillar of the Community, Red Shadow. Uh, Realm yep. of Light or Shadow? What is taking us so long to get there? Yes. Yeah. I totally agree, Red. It's, uh, Everyone is know. chomping at the bit for that stuff. <laughs> so, I know I, I certainly am. I'm, oh, the thing is, oh. it, 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 you know, we're sort of going off the back of that. Whenever the light shadow elves actually do make an appearance, then again, they could do a lovely narrative campaign off, mm. you know, off the oh, realm yeah. as well. So, Absolutely. yeah, we'll, we'll see. Ooh. We shall see. Right. Okay. Mm. Let us take to Twitter. Twitter. Yes. yes. Um, so, Amadeus Everlasting Gobstopper at Amadeus Hopkins uh, says, Beasts, because more monsters means more models. Lol. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he ain't wrong. I would no, actually... Can't argue with actually, that. Actually, you know what? I would love to see a malign sorcery-style box, but instead of a bunch of endless spells, it has a bunch of generic beasts for Gur battles. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I no like Someone email Games Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> right, who's next? Uh, Mr. underscore sketches uh, at sketches underscore Mr. Just to keep us on our <laughs> Just toes. Just to keep us on our toes. Uh, <laughs> uh, got a couple of answers from uh, him. Uh, Chamon, uh, I want to see mechanical theme spells and models or units. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's this there's this uh, faction called the Burnished Necro Kings. Yeah, I'm trying to get mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> plus, the prospect of realm terrain 
slash bases would be cool. Just want to see how they would deal with it on the artistic and craft side of things. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Totally, totally on board with that. Mm. Um, and then his other response is Guy Ran. I'd like to see two for equally the same reason, but with carnivorous plants and eventually seeing a Sylvaneth versus Maggot King bot set. Again, I could totally see that. Mm. Uh, love the fluff, but I feel there's a round, a round two of Valerial attempting to oust Nurgle out of her realm. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I could see that too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, there's still unfinished business there. Yeah. Am I going crazy? Who's the god of metal? Is that Grungni? Is the god of the realm of metal? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, be Grungni. Yeah. 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 I just had this moment where, like, Sigma, Alarial, Nagash, Malarian, Tyrion, and Teclas. Yeah, Volcom no, Mortar. yeah, it's... <laughs> like, is it Grungni? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shaman is Grung, Grungni and Zinch, really, are the two yeah, big players yeah. in, in okay, that one. good, yeah. good. My brain wasn't <laughs> leaking out of my ears. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have Kyle V at Valdi 2011 says, Light and Shadow, Escape of Slanesh, Clash between Malarian and Tyrion or Teclis on what the best way to re-trap him is. <laughs> yes, That'd be yeah. pretty cool, actually. Yeah. 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 I could feel that. Definitely. Mm. Again, if they ever do a narrative ca- campaign off them, that yeah. could, uh, could easily play. And him. I mean, that's a really good point. Like, if Slanesh gets out, these guys aren't just going to go, well, I guess Cat's out of the bag now. They are going to try and get him again. <laughs> yeah. Because now they know it can be done. <laughs> just continually chasing Slanesh with a cage marked truffles. <laughs> Come on, get in. Get in. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, right, next is Kate Brush at Pseudo Rhyme. Uh, have another, another two-parter. I have two in mind. Shaman, because there are so many, in air quotes, up to 11 things you can do with the concept of a realm of constant change which is what mm-hmm. we were sort of saying earlier yep, yep. Heish because of the whole elevation of the mind philosophical crap <laughs> 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 and and concerning shimon at least a battle plan slash campaign where you roll a realm effect each round and have every realm effect on round five <laughs> yeah. Ooh, to represent like the changing terrain that'd be change, really cool yeah. actually yeah oh, i know i'm feeling that that sounds really great yeah. actually yeah, oh, I like that. No, definitely. Mm. Uh, Chuck Bell at Chuck Bell Five says, "I'd really like to see a fight in Azir." Yeah, but don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. So realistically, I think beasts would be cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Those two are really good choices. Just so. Yeah, I think you can t- you can see there's a theme between you know what people mm. are wanting. There's some definitely people want to see Shimon yeah. and Azir, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right next is uh, Sombra Mine at somber mine uh shaman because it has a nice ring to it (laughs) (laughs) sorry that's a good point (laughs) yeah and because it's the realm of metal and as a dwarden i like metal (laughs) Mm. (laughs) yeah that's fair yeah um dan at underscore ritual says ulgu get that shadowy trickster shiznet all up there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, next is Nicholas Golden at uh, Nick G underscore Corganaut. Uh, Olgu slash Haish. So much mystery. So anything put out for it would become interesting. Yep. Yeah. Totally. We you need know, to know more. <laughs> and again, Shaman in there as well. Any of the, yeah. you know, so these weirder realms where mm-hmm. anything goes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Joe Kushner at Joji Kushner says, whichever one has humans, not Stormcast, but humans. So I guess <laughs> yeah, every yeah. realm but is here then. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. No, I think people are wanting that as well. I think, yeah, because obviously not everyone's A on the, the Storm. would be nice. Mm, 
definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, next is Callum Shepherd at Callum Shepherd. Uh, definitely metal for the descriptions. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, again, very common uh, vote this one, isn't it? I think definitely yeah. Sean's getting yeah. there. Yeah. Definitely doing uh, it. Yeah, and then ending up with Hammerzeit at Not So Silent Rob. Uh, as a Sylvaneth collector slash player, I want Gairan as it'd probably mean more new models when Nurgle is pushed out. But for pure lore reasons, I think Shaman needs exploring. Yeah, this is yep. a real trend. Everyone wants yeah, Shaman yeah. or Ungul Haish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Shaman no, is thanks. so interesting. So yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really, really is. I think, and, uh, and again, it's, as we always say with Age of Sigmar, we've got so much potential here. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. again, we're just theorizing, but it just shows that, and it also shows that, you know, us across the internet here, you know, whether you're mm. on Discord, Twitter, whatever, we're all thinking the same sort of things. You know, there's a lot of similar, so there must be something, you know, what people are craving here. So, oh, yeah. so no, really thank you for all your really cool responses there. Greatly appreciated. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's been the discussion topic and that'll be the end of episode 24. Hope you, yeah, Really enjoyed it. It's been great fun as always. Um, and where can people find you on the internet, Cameron? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twin. How about yourself? Where can we find you? Uh, you can f- find me also on Twitter at uh, Ninja Badger Seven. Generally talking about well, recently it's been Keyforge. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, train is still going. Me and wife are still enjoying that game. So got some more decks coming on the way. So uh, yeah, you can find me on there as well. Uh, and obviously you can find the podcast on Twitter as well at Realm and Ruin. That's Ooh. where most of our social media stuff goes. Uh, so yeah, hope you've enjoyed this one. We, I said, we've always thoroughly enjoyed it and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.